Welcome to Fate Moon Archive, a podcast about waiting through 20 years of Type Moon in more or less chronological order. I'm your host, Fen. My pronouns are Fayfair. And joining me is... I'm your co-host, Ben Enns. My pronouns are she, they. And today we're joined by a very special guest, Olivia. I'm a very special guest. Wow. (laughs) Uh, Today we were going to continue... Wait... Okay, yes. Today we were going to continue DDD, a novel series written by Nasu, unconnected to the rest of his universes, that is technically ongoing, but with no signs of Volume 3 anytime in the near future. But uh, you would have to be extremely generous to call the version of Hands R that exists a translation. So, instead, we're doing the two K&K epilogue movies, Recalled Out Summer and Recalled Out Summer Extra Chorus. Do we want to talk about why about in a little more detail why we decided to skip the ddd or do you want to just uh because okay okay we had to do read 200 pages of the mushiest translation that we've had to face down since uh kagetsu toya kagetsu toya was probably better yeah because at least kagetsu toya didn't have like constant basic grammatical errors uh and like omitted words i think that there is Yes, there's like, oh, this was a poor, uh, this conveyed the source text poorly, mm-hmm. which I can't speak to because I didn't take the time to like go through uh, the source text. And there's, this is just written in broken English. And it's just uh, really and is, hard. And it's hard to read, even not not taking into account how it conveys what it is trying to. Yeah. Uh, not taking into account that 60% of the time when a character in a Nasu work talks for more than three sentences at a time, I start going, what? <laughs> yes. This is Hold the on. other thing. Is <laughs> yeah, this is the worst, one of the worst authors to be like, like genre authors to be trying to do a translation like this of. Yes. Oh, this God. this repeatedly happened to me during CCC where I was like, okay, hold on. I have to go back to this cuz I need to engage a new mode of reading right now. Uh-huh. I was uh-huh. I was just reading dialogue and then fucking Anderson started giving his like psychological profile of Rin and I need to go <laughs> back and understand what's being said on a different level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um we were originally going to skip DDD because we had heard the translation was bad. Same well, reason. I didn't know there was a translation. Oh, okay. And then not to, I'm not going to call anyone out, so I'm not going to mention <laughs> names. <laughs> we were told there was a translation. Thus, my, uh, you, you could, it, generously, you could say that there, there are technically English words that exist that are called DDD by someone, uh, uh-huh. but they're not. They're not good enough for us to like. Yeah, it would just be a like four hour episode of us trying to like dissect uh, like the literal events that occurred, let alone like the broader thematic pull. Yes. Plus, I was really down on the end of DDD uh, of the first chunk of DDD with all the fatphobic shit. And uh, and the idea of like trying to push through twice what I had just read in two days because that's how much time we had before we had to record it wasn't happening yes we'll cover it again someday yes i'm curious enough to know where that stuff goes i the part that i read was a mix of i i am interested in the events that are happening and the prose the or lack of quality of the Mm -hmm. prose is stopping me from just enjoying what's happening and like but we will be covering it in Japanese when we cover it. Yes. Unless uh, unless someone does another uh, 
good English translation of DDD in 2024. Uh, first, however, getting back to our script. Yes. We have some tea to sip and some ghost dogs to talk about. It's Yuri Tea Time. I don't actually know if they're actually ghost dogs. What is ghost dog? It's so, a, uh, <laughs> so I uh, the, 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 the subtitle Way of the Samurai. Way of the Samurai? Yeah, the other day I watched a movie called Ghost Dog The Way of the Samurai. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> is it any is, of it literal or is it all metaphor? Uh, I, there is a mysterious dog that shows up and just Hell stares yeah. at Forrest Whit- Whitaker in two different scenes. <laughs> um, it's a very, it's a very cute pit bull with the most like, <laughs> with the most like soulful wet eyes. It's very, it's a very <laughs> cute whenever they cut over to this dog just staring at him. That's really but, funny. It is a it is a 1999 uh, Jim Jarmusch movie about uh, Forrest Whitaker playing the titular ghost dog, who is a mafia hitman uh, for the Italian mafia in New Jersey, who follows uh, the code of Bushido and is just oh. like <laughs> just obsessed with the samurai, um, and is just like. A very weird, quiet man who lives on a roof and raises pigeons and has pledged his life doing assassinations for this, like, middle-aged, not even a mob boss, like a middle-level guy in the mob. Because he saved his life years ago. Mm -hmm. So the way that movie, the way the plot of the movie works, basically, is that... The big boss's daughter is sleeping with one of the mobsters, and the big boss mm. hates this. So he tells Ghost Dog's boss to kill that guy. And that guy tells Ghost Dog, hey, go kill this guy. Which Ghost Dog does, effortlessly. However, the mob boss's daughter is in the guy's house when Ghost Dog kills him. So she goes to her dad and says, we gotta kill this fucking guy that killed my boyfriend. And the mob boss is like, okay, honey. So now the mafia is out to kill Ghost Dog, and Ghost Dog is gonna fucking kill them all because he is a samurai. Mm-hmm. It is uh, like all my favorite con. Like all, it's it's weirdly unfun, and yet that is what <laughs> makes it fun. It's like all my favorite crime stories. It's about. Every character having this, like, web of unbreakable obligations that destroys everything. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just because, like, everybody is honor-bound to avenge everyone else's death. Um, and meanwhile, Ghost Dog is walking around like, My lord, I am your retainer. And the 50-year-old <laughs> Italian guy's like, What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> um, and then, so it's like... And it has that, and then it also blends it blends that plot with just like little scenes of Ghost Dog's life and how he takes care of the pigeons. And this one time, a grade schooler walks up to him and goes, "Is it true you don't have any friends?" <laughs> um, this and sounds fantastic. <laughs> it's it's so good. That scene is great because the little girl walks up and says, "Like, is it true you don't have any friends?" And he goes, "Yeah, I got I got a friend. I got a best friend. He's over there." And it's this Haitian guy who runs an ice cream truck and does not speak a single word of English. And, and the thing, and the thing is they are best friends. They just can't talk to one another. 
And so they just stand next to each other and try to figure out what the other one is saying. And and my French is not great, but I do remember enough to know that what's very funny about those scenes is that they are generally saying the exact same thing to one another in two different languages. (laughs) Like, at the end of the movie, Ghost Dog, like, puts all his guns and all his money in a little briefcase and then hands it to, to Raymond, the Haitian guy, and says, like, Raymond... I don't know how much longer I'm going to be around, but you take this stuff, use it to look after yourself, okay? And then Raymond looks at the case and looks at him and then says in French, you want me to take your stuff for you, ghost dog? (laughs) Okay, I get it. Yeah. No, thanks, man. Yeah. (laughs) And it's just, it's a great movie, honestly. Um, Uh It's it's also all filmed in Jersey City, so it's an incredibly New Jersey core movie. New Jersey core movie about a samurai guy. Yeah. He, when he, he does not like, you see him training with a katana, but he does not like kill people with a katana. He kills them with a pistol. But when he's (laughs) done with the pistol, he does do a little pistol flourish and sheath it in the exact way like you would Uh, with a katana. I see. Great. Honestly. (laughs) Which rules? It's so good. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. And then it's also about, like, you know, it's a 1999 movie, so it's about how the times are changing, and the old ways are dying out, and that is both the Italian mob and also Ghost Dog being a samurai. (laughs) Uh, Great movie. Big fan. That's really when the samurai lifestyle finally fell apart, was fucking the year 2000. there's Speaking a. Of, oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. You go ahead, Olivia. I was oh, going to move on. I was just going to say there's a subplot in the movie about how one of the characters is reading Rashomon and how, like, that one novel of Rashomon just makes its way through the entire cast <laughs> as they <laughs> read it. And then eventually it gets to the grade schooler, and her review of Rashomon is I liked it. Ancient Japan was, like, a pretty weird place, huh? <laughs> Oh, that's incredible. Uh, the the grade schooler is great because she shows Ghost Dog her book collection, and it is in order. The Wind in the Willows, W.E.B. Du Bois' The Souls of Black Folk, uh, a, like, airport, like, a paperback smut book called The Night Nurse, and then <laughs> Frankenstein. A great woman with eclectic taste. <laughs> when <laughs> she hasn't read all of the souls of black folk, but she plans to. <laughs> she tells Ghost Dog. And she she hasn't read any of the night nurse. She just likes the cover of the mm. sexy nurse. Uh-huh. Good taste. I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> it's a really funny collection. Sometimes you pick up a book based on the cover and it turns out it's a banger. Mm-hmm. Although I guess you're supposed to, not supposed to judge books based on their cover. But and yet, does. everyone yeah. does. Okay.
speaking of times changing and also uh school students no i don't want to talk about this game man. <sighs> i'm so I was, sorry i was gonna read it and then i saw a message from ben in the discord about how much it sucked and i was like i'm gonna go do the groceries actually yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a better use of your time you've definitely <laughs> seen this one this plot before yeah basically exactly um, in every anime ever made <laughs> So we are talking about At Summer's End, um, which is the... It's our latest mistake to, uh, as a part of the All Together Jam. <laughs> okay. I... Adagio is good. Adagio was banger. But uh, wow, the even, ratio okay. of these has been pretty brutal. Even, I feel like. even A Dream of Summer, even if it's not perfect, even if it's not great, at least it had like... That was good, the one about the ghost girl. Yes. Good which vibes. By the same author. Good like melancholy vibes. Same team. Same team. It's a group called milk cat milk cat um it's a good name yeah uh like good melancholy vibes dead girl who's like brought back for the the summer festival to like kind of uh get her dream of having a date with the guy that she likes like yeah that's a that's a good uh good plot a cat that like inexplicably turns into the and, devil and grants and, wishes and yes also a like demonic cat that somehow uh that there's some like wild world building great hey uh don't underestimate has, cats cats do all sorts of shit this game has nothing going for it it is about um yeah do you want to give the pitch or maybe? okay uh, stop me if you've heard this one before. A boy and a girl are childhood friends, and they haven't realized that they like each other until suddenly uh, the girl is moving how far away? No one says until uh, the guy is like, oh no, my life without you would be so sad. I love you, actually. And she's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm moving, like, three doors down. And he's like, oh, ha, ha, ha. Anyway. And that's uh, it. That's it. Uh, the one note that I have is that they talk about phones that, like, using using the video record on her cell phone would kill it in a matter of hours. Bad. And I was like, oh, yeah, flip phones. Remember when phones used to last, like, a week? Mm -hmm. You didn't have to charge them every day? That that is the most emotion it evoked in me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, the sprite for this girl is so crazy <laughs> that that evoked a reaction in me. Uh, she looks like an alien. Yeah, it's it's yes. kind of great. Um, it is uh delightfully amateurish. <laughs> yes. Uh huh. Not not quite the expressiveness of girl pause. No. Um, it's would, like it's like pretty boring art but done so like uh weirdly that it's kind of fun yeah yeah um i think this might this is one of the worst of these that we've yes, played this is the, like literally the exact same plot as another game we did earlier that i don't even remember the name of uh i think that's like a winter's store a, a winter's, winter's tale. tale yeah yeah which is which is literally exactly the same like oh we're gonna like i think she was even just going on a trip yeah um yeah he went to the wrong apartment yeah because he misremembered her apartment and thought she moved because a different family with the exact same name lived there and had moved yeah um it was it was also 
uh like 40 minutes to play uh oh, and much time had not yes uh one of the worst let's talk about good things okay we got to talk about all this stuff quick because we didn't yeah. finish any of i'm it. just gonna yes i know ben and i started cry machina uh that game rules so far i'm really excited to get more it's a it's about uh humanity died yes okay 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 can i do this one yes yes please. the the pitch on this is is like crazy <laughs> Uh, the characters, uh, the character design is also wild. <laughs> There's something about these girls. They look like, 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 even when they are normal humans, they look like space elves. Their eyes are so big and their face shape is so weird. They look like dolls. Yes. Is. So a girl, uh, who is mad at the world dies. <laughs> then she wakes up 2000 years in the future. <laughs> As a robot elf Valkyrie angel. Robot. Did I say robot? Yeah. Uh, and the, uh, uh, another robot is like, we, we have to, you have to help save hum- the concept of humanity, which is extinct, by the way. They went extinct about three months after you died. <laughs> and she's like, okay, I guess I'm doing this now. <laughs> and so uh, she's on an adventure to prove to a bunch of robots that uh, she's actually human. <laughs> Yes, they uh, the robots have been programmed with Asimov's three laws. And so if they recognize someone as human, that person would effectively be a god because yes. they would be the only human to obey or to command robots. Yes. And so, and, but all of the AI have invented uh, uh, nonsense criteria for what counts as human that involves killing a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Well, then look at humanity. Uh-huh, uh-huh um i mean yeah i'm excited to get more of it it yeah. it is also extremely yuri which is the uh-huh. other half of why i was in i love i love stuff about robots and humanity i love yuri um there are two there are two good pairings yeah two there are two yeah, girls there are four humans yes and then a pack of uh the stupidest cat girls you've ever seen in your life well re- yeah really i uh there are two pairings one of which is two robots who want to be human very badly mm-hmm. and the other is a robot who considers herself a robot and a girl who hated humanity so much that she's honestly glad that she's not human anymore mm-hmm. um and they have to work together but it does make it an interesting like one of these pairings wants to be human and the other really doesn't care slash doesn't want to. Yeah, it's kind of like if um, if you smash together Soma and Horizon Zero Dawn but took out the weird like tribalism, primitivism of Horizon Zero Dawn and then yeah. put it in space. Yeah. Also a, like a dash of near. A little bit of near too. Persona 3 Portable. Ben and I got back to playing this. Um... Uh, it's taking us about a hundred thousand times longer than it should take to play Persona because Fen is trying to hundred percent it while I watch, and <laughs> it's a bad experience. Are okay. you doing the Are you doing the thing where you make yourself sick? Uh, and reload hundreds of times. <laughs> okay, we're done with that now. We did because our courage is maxed. But uh, Olivia, I promise you, there were whole days of me and Fen hanging out where we would just take turns reloading the game trying to get sick for the third time in a row and then we get it and then Fen forgets to go to the fucking clinic and didn't save <laughs> so we have to do it again 
Now, see, I did this, but when I did this, I was 13 and depressed, and I was also watching the entirety of Buffy the Vampire Slayer as I did this. Mm. That's a... You lived a better life than than I do. That's the the perfect circumstances in which to do this. I was 30 and depressed and just laying on Ben while hitting reload it's not even that really realizing that fen is trying to 100 percent the persona compendium for no reason (laughs) the the compendium fen the amount of extra time that that takes is negligible basically negligible compared to the amount of time you've already wasted on other you know i would like to see the other persona games someday (laughs) oh well that's unfortunate we have a bunch of other games to get to ben that are better the real thing yeah We'll talk about this when we get to the end. Uh, Fem was going to say some shit and then remembered that uh, Persona 4 is like my seventh favorite RPG of all time. (laughs) (laughs) I've played a bunch of five, but generally I'm not a Persona person, so I've kind of missed them. Um, Yeah, I I play... It's fun when when we're not trying to get sick. Yes. Uh, we, like drink okay. from a puddle or something. The, I don't know. The problem with 100%ing Persona games, Ben, is that now we're golden. We're past the painful part. Now we just sail through stuff. Now we're Persona 4 golden. I uh, was like, I was sitting there. I was like gripping my my arm, trying not to make a stupid joke. <laughs> well, that's what I'm here for, Olivia. Uh, my, my, just real quick, my Persona history is playing golden and then replaying Golden uh, when I was in college and very depressed. And then, well, still very depressed, uh, playing Persona 3 and going, this is, this is the best game I've ever played. Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be lonely and miserable as I like, take way too many credits. Um, and then getting like halfway through a Femme MC uh, playthrough mm-hmm. and stopping for whatever reason. Um, all on the Vita, and so it's, it's, such it's a, fun playing with Ben. The 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 femme main character is really cute, but it's such a bummer that we have to date one of these like miserable guys. We could simply also we might just not. Yeah, yeah. You could just hang out with the dog instead. Like, yeah, yeah. that's well, chill. We're gonna hang out with all of them because Fen's hundred percenting the social links. You can turn down. The guys. Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. That's but new like new innovation for for the girl route. You can just say no. <laughs> Thank God. Okay, but we'll have more to say to that uh, when, when we, we finish, finish it. it. Anime we're watching really quick this season. Yubisaki Torenren. This mm-hmm. is a, a shoujo romance about a college student who's deaf and uh, the the. Uh, first person in the world who she meets and who like actually tries to be nice to her uh-huh yeah his he's got a superpower that he went to canada it means he has no concept of personal space anymore so he'll just kind of like grab her and move her around uh but i don't also, know that i like this yes well yeah we watched the first episode i think it's cute enough for us to continue or I for me to continue it. ben may or may not um i'm not a big romance person to begin with and it has to be like really like uh to really grab me for it to be uh het also. Yes. I may end up just reading the manga is the actual thing. Just like a guy who's like really bad with boundaries and grabs you without warning when you can't even like hear him coming. That doesn't sound very compelling <laughs> like a great guy that I want to hang out with, even though he's trying to be nice. 
Uh, I started Himesama Go Gomon no Jikan Dasu, which is uh, have. Did you read the the uh, scenes of Holodraxia where Saber was hungry and go? I really wish that there was more of that. <laughs> Because because you're like a very specific type of pervert. Yes, uh, this is about uh, a, a <coughs> queen who looks strangely like Saber, who is wielding a talking Excalibur. Um, her her special attack even starts with X, <laughs> um, uh, and she gets captured by the Demon King, and they tort tort torture heavy quotes around torture her by putting delicious meals in front of her and she smells them and can't withstand it and ends up eating them um this is this it's is by the perverts. by the diy studio oh it looks okay so far uh i've heard that that will probably not continue Interesting. and i will also probably get bored of it uh my anti-diy um impulse is kicking up yes i know this is diy this is, wasn't good this is why i didn't even try to bring it to you uh yeah, none of this sounds compelling fan i also i also started uh metallic rouge so yes the the moral of of this segment is that ben and i may just keep watching stuff that we were watching last season and mm -hmm. not add anything well except for dungeon meshy which we're, we haven't started yet so yeah i can't talk about uh metallic rouge uh the first episode is funny. It just kind of throws you into the deep end and expects you to, I don't know, come along for the ride. Mm -hmm. It's about robots that are fighting for some reason. Who knows why yet? <laughs> um, oh, Fan, you're really selling me on this one. I'm not the person to sell this to you. Uh, Overtake was last season, but... Uh, I saw people saying that it has some of the best writing in anime, or was a for sorry. People say a lot of things, man. Uh, people, that it was, was a people can say anything. <laughs> not people would just go on the internet and tell lies. Uh, I should not. Words are challenging. Um, that the scripts were very well written for the like. Not that the overall story was like uh mind blowing but that uh for an original anime it was quite well written interesting and so uh i i uh as this is about as, racing yes it is about formula 4 racing i um, i didn't know they had that many formulas yet i love you um it is about a photographer who has some trauma i know what it is cuz i clicked on spoilers uh but at the beginning of the show it does not make clear but he he has trouble taking pictures of humans he can take pictures of like products and landscapes and stuff fine but has trouble taking pictures of humans um and goes to a race and sees one of the racers and he's like oh wow i love racing um and uh manages to take a picture of that racer uh who got disqualified because he blew out his tires um uh crying mm. and is like uh i want more of this and so <laughs> i love to take pictures of men in tears him him being a like newcomer provides opportunities for them to sit down and explain like how formula four works and like mm -hmm. uh all of that um and it's yeah it's good so far 
Um, like, as as you may have intuited from the absurdly long uh, Uma Musume segment last time. You're so funny whenever Uma Musume comes up. You are not allowed to talk about Uma Musume today. I'm just saying that You're I do... You're in timeout. You're in horse timeout. <laughs> I do uh, appreciate... <laughs> Uh, I do like racing of various types, uh, including when horse girls do it. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I'm having a nice time. So and then the like little corral. Sorry, what was that, Olivia? Oh. You're in a corral. Yeah, you're in a corral. <laughs> ben, would you like to talk about the EVNs that you played? Yeah, I got a little uh, a little tiny laptop so uh, for for work. Uh, thanks, Ben. You're welcome. And I was like, okay, I can also use this to play some visual novels in bed so I can finally, like, catch up on some of the stuff I've been meaning to. For the record, it's not like a netbook. You're not talking about a, like, you know, 10-inch, like, tiny little uh, keyboard that you're typing away on. It's like a 14-inch laptop, which is... It's tiny. I think it's 13 inches, isn't it? It weighs, like, half a pound. It's, like, microscopic. Give me one second. I'm gonna go see how big my... I mean, keep talking, but I'm gonna grab okay. a I'm gonna grab a tape measure and see how big my screen is because I'm pretty sure it's less than both of those numbers. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, but uh, all the other laptops that uh, like Fan and Heather have uh, make this one look like a baby laptop for babies, and that's how I like it. My laptop is smaller than yours. No, it's not. Oh, I'm talking about your work laptop. Oh, uh, not your Surface Book. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Okay. This is not the point of this goddamn story. I have a small, light laptop that doesn't hurt my weird, fucked up leg that I can use to okay. play visual novels in bed now. It's a 14-inch so laptop. Fuck. God damn it. The size of the laptop is not the point of the fucking story. Just for the record, my laptop screen is 12 inches. <sighs> if anyone cares. Okay. Yes. I think, yeah. <laughs> Small is a relative term. Yes, there are smaller laptops that exist. This one's pretty small. Heather's MacBook feels like it's like uh, for ogres compared to this one. That's my point. No, that's not even my point. <laughs> my point is I played some fucking visual novels on it. How are the visual um, novels? Uh, pretty good. Uh, I do think it's funny. As someone who's working on a visual novel that is a part one of a longer piece, it's very funny that I had the thought, oh man, I wish some of these were finished and not just part one of a longer piece. <laughs> You're so funny, Ben. Um, let's see. So I finally played the first part of Spare Parts, uh, which is very, very short. So I've only kind of like dipped in a toe into that uh, setting. It's about uh, robots uh, who have... Uh, uh, are like trying to interact with humans seems to be the vibe uh it's about a girl who has like she w- needs to get a job and she's like got the worst resume <laughs> or like a way too personal cover letter that of course it's not getting her hired and she's like i have no idea why this isn't getting me hired and but she bumps into a tall like butch robot girl who uh hires her to work at her uh abandoned warehouse of junk parts that she's trying to sell things out of it's really funny how much the robot like barely understands the concept of a store yes <laughs> it's really funny yeah, the the best bit um is <laughs> she like 
the girl comes in looking for an HDMI cable and she bumps into this robot and the robot's like, she doesn't know she's a robot. The, the robot's like, hmm, $200. The girl's like, $200 for an HDMI cable? And the robot's like, are we haggling? I thought we were going to haggle. You haggle, right? <laughs> <laughs> and they like yeah, go back basic- and forth like twice and then the robot's like, uh, you can just have it. Do you want a job? <laughs> you seem like you know how to do this more than me. Yeah, she basically needs that human girl to like arrange the pr- arrange the electronics and like uh-huh. label them so people can find them, and then like yeah. turn the lights on in the store. Mm-hmm. There's a great bit. There's like there's a uh, fun little like vignettes that unlock after you finish the uh, after you get through parts of the plot, I guess. And one of them is like uh, records going over the different robots and how they're like status. And it lists for this robot girl who was walking around like, oh, internet query search, HDMI cable prices. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. She must have gotten like an eBay result. <laughs> mm. that, that's a monster cable that she found. Yes. Gold plated and everything. Uh, so that's pretty fun. I'm excited to play more of it, uh, a more substantial uh, substantial chunk, but I was doing kind of an overview. Uh, Soul of Sovereignty. This is an interesting thing. Really beautiful. Um, but uh, you haven't played this, have you, Olivia? Uh, it's open in a tab. Like mm. I got the I got the itch page open right now. I just had to I had to winnow down the other stuff I was doing, and I'm still mm-hmm. not done winnowing down. So eventually... You'll play it. Soul of Sovereignty is like a... It is a prelude to a longer story. It's a lot more... It feels very different than a lot of the, like, coquettes, bare parts, the ends that I've been, like, checking out lately. Because it's, like... It feels very plot-forward, in like an epic fantasy kind of sense you know what mm-hmm. i mean like lore forward mm-hmm. yeah i remember looking at the itch page and it was like oh like there was a catastrophe and then everyone like all of humanity had to go in a giant tower i'm not making yeah. any promises i remember this and then thousands of years passed and like yes. that's how it opens yes it's like a friends at the table setting you know what i mean not really because like uh but like it would fit in with like a with a hyron you know what i mean uh but mostly it is about a uh sad dad and an evil clown woman who pushes him around oh it was pretty fun just like my real life yeah (laughs) (laughs) the characters are good uh it's really fun to watch the evil clown woman like unwind seven or eight of like layers of lies Mm -hmm. um but uh yeah so I had a good time with it. I'm excited for more. It's just really beautiful to look at as like a piece of craft. So there's that too. Can you can you say how much of a clown is she? Like she, she like uh does illusion magic and is wearing clown makeup. Okay. She's was... uh, the pitch that I saw from uh GGDG the the like maker of this was that she's uh Final Fantasy's Kefka if he was a like uh lady. Okay. And the protagonist. So, take from <laughs> that what you will. Uh, I haven't seen her do any magic tricks besides, like, illusion magic, though. So, maybe I'd I say that's a pretty substantial trick. magic trick. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, like uh, card tricks. It'd be funny if she did some card tricks. I gotta say, if somebody did card tricks and illusion magic in front of me, I I feel like the one would overshadow the other significantly. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like, it takes all sorts, you know. Not yeah, every yeah, yeah. everybody's different. Everybody's different. Okay, what was the last one? Oh yeah, Hopeless Junction. Hopeless Junction is a game for perverts. It's also the only like finished piece that I played. Um. I cannot remember the artist's, the the maker's name. I feel like I should have said that for all of these. Sophie Rose's spare parts, I think. Yeah. GGDG is um, uh, Soul, Soul of Sovereignty. Uh, are you looking this up? Oh, uh, I can. Yeah, you Hopeless look at the... Junction by Nadia Nova. Nadia Nova. Shout outs. It is a game about... Uh, a trans girl who is on like a college school like funded trip on a transcontinental uh, railroad that uh, takes a week to get to its destination and doesn't stop the whole time. And she ends up having like a really awkward half one night stand with a extremely depressed drunk hot girl on the first day. And it just kind of spirals out into a horrible disaster that carries through the rest of the trip. Someone dies. It's pretty good. Yeah, I had fun with it. Definitely, uh, this a lot. It like front loads a lot of sex, uh, and then kind of like moves on to plot. You know what I mean? Mm. But uh, the art's really charming, uh, and the uh, music is a good vibe, and it's a fun setting. You know what I mean? Everyone's stuck on a train together, like two doors down from each other, even when things start to get really awkward and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So I recommend it. Uh, of the stuff I played, it's probably my favorite, but it's also the only finished piece that I played, so kind of mm-hmm. hard to like uh, determine how I feel about the other things. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Cool? Yeah. Downloading a bunch of these, that's why I've been typing. Oh, I guess I also watched uh, Mad Max and Mad Max 2. <laughs> those are mm-hmm. pretty fun. Add those to the... <laughs> We don't really have to write those down since I'm like barely co- uh, mentioning them. Well, it, the the te- the uh, section heading is list of type moon properties mentioned, mm-hmm. non type moon properties mentioned. Uh, so well, here's my one thing about Mad Max: having only seen Fury Road before, the first Mad Max was very surprising to me because. It just takes place in Australia, not in like a wild, uh, like desert wasteland post-apocalypse. Mm-hmm. But also, all the characters still talk exactly like that. It's really funny. <laughs> That's just what Australia's like, Ben. That's just what Australia's like. Uh, so that was the most surprising thing about it. Yeah, what I remember of that movie is like it's both kind of the apocalypse and also Max just like works for the local highway patrol stations yes. like it's in uh-huh. the in it's in the in between of like some things have completely fucking collapsed and like some things yeah. are still around yeah they like have police but the police station is like this like desolate burned out husk kind of mm. uh and like there are laws but also it's kind of like a like uh there are just like gangs of hu- like a hundred bikers going around killing people for fun <laughs> Mm-hmm. But it isn't like uh, it's not as far gone as like uh, 
it's not a fury road right there's like towns and cities and people with jobs still yeah Mm -hmm. i remember like something really awful happening when like a family goes on a picnic you know yes yeah basically the bit is he uh he pisses off the evil biker gang and then uh they kind of haunt him for the rest of the movie and kill his wife Mm -hmm. actually the fucked up thing is they didn't kill his wife she's still alive they were like oh she's gonna pull through uh and then he just kind of like goes rogue and kills a bunch of people and then never sees her again huh um weird stuff also fun fact the uh the head of the evil biker gang uh toe cutter is uh like much much later plays the main villain of fury road i thought that was a cute touch oh yeah he's, he's in morton joe later on i was like the way this guy talks is way too familiar and i looked it up and i was like oh it's literally the same guy that's really funny mm-hmm. yeah i think that's all i've got that was a short yuri tea time how long did we go 47 minutes oh wow why are we here Well, I asked that as if, like, I'd set up previously that one of the two of you was going to say uh, that we're here for Karno Kyokai. Uh, we're here to the talk Garden about Toko's Game Boy. Summer. Uh, we are here to talk about Toko's Game Boy. And one of, the, one of, hmm, I think just one of, maybe the best, um, the best of the Karno Kyokai movies. I'm going to say one of the best, and then I'm going to get real mean about Extra Record. (laughs) (laughs) Not not actually that mean, but like, I really like Recalled Out Summer, and then Extra Chorus is like, whatever. It's mostly just fucking around. The middle bit I really like in Extra Chorus. Yeah. That's the bit I hate, so we'll get to it. Oh, wow. That's really interesting. We'll get to it. We're going to have a spicy discussion in the back quarter of this podcast i guess but okay um my notes are kind of slapdash how many words of notes do you think i had fan don't look at the number oh i already did ah, god damn it 
Fuck. I'm so sorry. It's almost 4K. It's almost 4K, so it's not that much. Uh, this is plus disc. Yes. Okay. Yes. First, it's very first. credits. It's very funny every time I see notes on the production committee, <laughs> which uh-huh. is the like the, the Type Moon uh like anime production studio mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. sorry not production studio they it's it's UFO table who does the animes but uh it is their like uh if if we're credited on a production committee it's gonna be as notes which is very funny interesting uh um. Fen, this was written after Tsukihime, or was the, or do you think this was? Is there any information of whether or not Nasu had this written before Plus Desk? This was released when we're doing it. Yes, so, so it was released later. Yeah. What I'm questioning is: is this the first Seo who can see the future, or I or think that this is, is it the revisiting? Reverse? This is revisiting Plus Desk. That's very interesting. In because a but lot of in Karno Kyokai's in Fate universes, right? Mm, yeah, more so than oh. well. There's not vampires, and the church isn't a big deal. Yes, so it's in. It's this is this is this yes is no it it doesn't really matter but it is. I say that so that I can say this is plus disc in Fate. Yes. Whereas Plus Disc is in Tsukihime universes. Yes. Yes, yes. It's interesting that, like, Tsukihime itself is a, like, a lot of ideas from K and K, like, remixed and turned into mm-hmm. something else, right? So it's really fun to, like, see something that is, like, taking extra stuff from Tsukihime and, like, remixing it and turning yeah. it into K and K. That's very fun. This is also, extru- like, light novels don't have fan discs as, like, you, 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 <laughs> You just do another novel. It's uh-huh. not, but or a spinoff, yeah. uh, or a spinoff, or whatever. But this feels like a fan disc. Yes, it does. For for Carter Kokai, it's like okay. three. Uh, it's like it's two different stories. Inter- it's like two different shorter stories interconnecting with each other that then sort of thematically dovetail into a third story. Yes. Yeah. Okay, how do we want to talk about this? Do we want to just pop around in the order that it happens, or do we want to, like, cover uh, Seo and then cover... What's his name? Mitsu... Oh, I started writing it down at some point. Uh, Mitsuru, yes. Mitsuru, yeah. I feel like... Yeah, I feel like Seo's story first, and then Mitsuru, because Mitsuru is, like, the character that recurs into the third story. I think makes the most sense. Also, in terms of resolutions, it does go, like... Seo's story, Mitsuru's, and then the future bit. Yeah. Although I will, yes. Before we do that, I do want to say, like, I really like, uh, I really like how this movie is told. Yeah. Uh, the way that it jumps around is just like it's really pleasing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think it's like despite made it hard to take notes. Yes. Despite being three different stories, I think they link together everything very well. And like, yes, yes. when you watch the whole movie, it feels very interconnected. Um, mm-hmm. I guess two of these, st- I guess the first two stories are happening on the same day, which is really funny. Yes. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> like Shiki having this like, it would be erotic if she gave a shit cat and mouse game with this like future this clairvoyant serial bomber guy meanwhile mickey is just unknowingly ruining this girl's life 
by being oh. too nice to her. It's it's uh-huh. very funny. I imagine their entire life is like this, just for the rest of time. Yes. yes. <laughs> they just keep... Yes. Miki keeps bumping into, like, sad freak women. <laughs> and uh, Shiki keeps dueling to the death weirdos. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want to... Okay. You saying that does make me really want a uh, Mikia just bumping into like a nice office lady and like really making her day uh, <laughs> while Shiki does something cool. It This is like a future thing, right? So like Shiki is in the future, Shiki is like running the mob and she's having this like crazy crime mob duel with this, with this other Yakuza boss. And meanwhile, Mikia is like buying a new couch and he has a great yes. conversation <laughs> with the furniture sales lady. <laughs> which gets a little too personal but at the same time he really helps her make a decision about something she's been fretting over yes <laughs> and she's like wow thanks yeah you know what your couch is 20% off and he's like oh thanks okay okay um we're doing Seo's first Seo Shizune She's so cute. She's very cute. I like her weird, her like uh, roughly hair and like long front pieces. This uh, is the other thing that I want to say about the movie up front is that like UFO Table is not a studio that I would say does a lot of very characterful animation. Mm-hmm. They do very flashy and post processed action sequences. Uh huh. Um, but. Their slice of life and like conversations tend to be boring, fine, boring. If you're being generous, or like very boring, if you're not. Um, and there's like, I was like, wait a second, why are we getting so much character animation? This is just like fun to watch. Yeah, I'm really remembering back when we were watching like K and K, and for big chunks of it, I was like, this looks pretty good. This yeah. is great. And then we watched Fate Zero, and I was like, <laughs> I want to pluck my eyes out. Um, okay. She's an A. I'm just gonna call her Sayo. Goes Isay. to the school. What? I was going to say, uh, Sayo She's an A is a, uh, tom- Catholic tomboy cat girl. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, she goes to the school that Azaka goes to. I called her Azusa a few times again, because I keep getting her confused <laughs> with the <laughs> Blue Archive girl. Um, they're not similar at all no it's just a name (laughs) thing uh this is it took me a little while to like really uh know that uh this is pre her becoming uh azaka's roommate we know Mm -hmm. that she ends up as azaka's roommate she has a dog Mm -hmm. that she's hiding in the school somehow (laughs) a big dog i don't know how she's hiding in the school she can see the future this is true. Yes, this is how she's getting away with it. Is that the dog is always somewhere else when inspections happen. You're so smart, Olivia. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, she says it herself. She is basically a god. So, like, yeah. if she wants to keep that dog, she can just look into the future and mm-hmm. predict when when she needs to move the dog around. This is the kind of, like, petty uh, stuff that you really should use Future Sight for, I feel like. Yeah. But yeah, she she can see the future. Um, she like will get visions of what's going to happen in the future, and it makes her not depressed per se. But she's kind of like, yeah, I don't know, I don't really care about anything. I just kind of yeah. hang out. 
sometimes it makes her very depressed. Uh, oh. The thing with the with her uh, last dog, her like family dog, is pretty rough. Yeah. Um. But yes, she sees things typically up around up to three days in advance, and then occasionally she'll get like long term visions, like sometimes very long. It seems like. Mm-hmm. This is exactly how uh, Akira Seo uh, from Plastics Power works. Yes. Uh, let's see. She is going home because her dad insisted that she come home for the holiday or something like that. Uh, there's a funny bit where her friend has to lend her gay little shorts because her family never sent her her clothes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love her like her like tr- like running outfit <laughs> that she's wearing for most of this. I have uh, two comments. Yeah. One is as part of her voiceover. Uh, I think she says something about like. She knows where she's headed because she can see the future. Yeah. But she very much lives her her life in the present. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't like use. She doesn't. Yeah. She doesn't use that. She doesn't use her future knowledge to, uh, kind of live three days ahead or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But she does cheat on tests and things uh, like that, which is pretty yeah, funny. You know, normal normal things. Might as well. Uh, the other thing is that. The uh, person walking a dog as Seo's exiting the school looks like uh, like someone green screened a Nichijo bit and stuck it <laughs> in here. The dog is like uh, there's a, there are other shots of the dog that look less Nichijo, mm-hmm. but the side on is like that is that is the Nichijo dog. The square dogs from Nichijo. <laughs> yes, those delightfully square dogs. Uh, okay. She's on uh, the bus, and as she's getting off, she sees a vision of uh, a guy nearby uh, getting fucking hit by a car or something. Mm-hmm. I like the way that the future sight stuff is like uh, animated. It's yeah, it's, it's like fun and uh, disc like uh, it throws you off. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yeah, I like where it's like the whole like the environment around her is in color, but she is sort of like in- interpose like interposed onto this future vision in like a in like a very wash like so washed out she's almost black and white yeah it's a very good effect it's like it really makes her feel like she's like been shot into the future to see what happened yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah there's yeah there's a good like uh second where her real self and her future self are like desynced and she like steps in she's stepping off of the bus Mm -hmm. she like steps into the future self Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. it's just a really like in addition to the very characterful animation, there's a lot of good directing in this movie as well. So despite her uh, supposition that uh, the future can't be changed, and that's kind of why she's uh, she's upset about it, uh, she's like, if I can get this guy's bag away from him, because <laughs> uh, she saw his bag flying as he got hit by a car or something like that, then maybe he won't get hit by this car. And this like rough and tough looking guy is like, who's this fucking kid trying to steal my bag? <laughs> She does call him a like a swindler or yeah, a, Un- yeah. unscrupulous Con looking door to door salesman is what she yells. Uh, and the funniest part of that is he immediately turns around like, "What the fuck did you call me?" Even though there's a bunch of people around. Uh, Mikia intervenes and like helps her not get uh, beat up by this weird guy, this like strange guy. Uh, and then he's like, "So what's up?" And she's like, "I have intuition." normal intuition that this guy is going to get hit by a car and miki's like ah yeah i'm gonna act on this information as if it is normal um 
then there's an explosion we've already seen uh like a beginning bit of why this explosion happens but we'll mm-hmm. get there in the other half of the story and uh mikia comes back and is like oh yeah i saved that guy he was definitely gonna get hit by a car you have great intuition kid <laughs> and then they go to the 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 cafe the whose name i cannot remember Honor but Bay, it's the yeah I think something the, like that. the fourth wall breaking yeah we've cafe. seen it a couple times in this i think um but uh this is where i was like okay yeah you you are literally just doing plus disc again nasu <laughs> i think he even recommends the same kind of pie that shiki uh that fake shiki recommends in yeah. plus disc. uh-huh oh he made yeah he says something about a blueberry pie and i was like i more than almost anything in the world i could go for a blueberry pie and coffee <laughs> right now i still want a blueberry pie and coffee that sounds incredible how good plus disc was just like that whole conversation that she that uh say was having with this like off looking shiki who's saying like stuff that sounds kind of like what shiki would say but like creepier <laughs> yeah what a it, great what a great bit it's funny how in this version of the story it's just like mikia is the most on the level a person could possibly be despite the yeah. fact that he has picked up this high school girl and is like taking her on a little date yeah, uh-huh. he's like so normal and cool about it. Um Meanwhile, she yeah. is she is falling head over heels in oh, love with this so like love with this. handsome college student who just showed up and says like and is like, wow, you know, I believe you that you can see the future. That sounds really difficult. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> she did not have a chance. Like this is this is an execution. Uh-huh. <laughs> Mika's just too nice. Uh-huh go through my notes and find yeah so they talk about uh her future side a little bit we get some stuff from interspersed explaining future side basically there's two types of future sight uh one that is uh one that you can live with and one that makes you crazy basically yeah and she's got the one that's not that bad. Yeah. She's basically just... Uh, Would you believe that the two stories intertwined have one of each of them? She basically, how her future site is working is that it's kind of like the that, like, oh, if you could know the location of every single atom in the universe, you could predict what's going to happen in the future based on the movement of particles, you know. Ah, the boss's demon. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, so she is, like, making predictions based on uh, available data somehow mm-hmm. uh but to like a level that makes it seem like future sight uh well functionally it is future sight but you know what i mean it, it none of it's set in stone yeah the way it's described is like she has the like in the way that anybody can be like oh it looks like it's gonna rain so maybe i shouldn't go out to the store right now she just is able to do that so well that she can tell if it's going to rain with certainty mm-hmm. Yeah. There is a okay. Uh Subahibi, having read that recently, definitely like poisoning my brain. Uh there was at least one I I I was taking notes uh semi quickly, so there was like at least one reference where I'm just like, ah, Subahibi, and I don't remember what it was in reference <laughs> to. But uh this is also it is very funny because this is also like webbot project. Like, ah uh, yes, if I just know the like yes. the vibe of the world, uh I will know what will happen. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but then we get the bit about the, her like coming home one day and seeing the like her dog's body, and then like the dog is right there, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, that hurts. That sucks. Uh huh. Yeah. Like, and then like to endure twice the sadness of a normal person. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good line. Is like she has to see yes. every tragedy before it happens, and then live her life knowing that it's going to happen. And there's that really sad bit where like. The dog does die the next night, but it, like, goes under the house in, like, an effort to not... Like, the idea is that the dog could sense that she was sad and, like, tried to die in a way that wouldn't cause her sadness, which Mm -hmm. just makes it worse. Yeah. (sighs) Yes. This this bit made me write down that, like, ah, this is peak Nasu, is a girl knowing that tragedy is coming and needing to sit with that fact and Mm -hmm. still somehow live her life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is uh which is like yeah uh, she she saw the dog die uh but also like the dog was old and mm-hmm. like it wasn't it wasn't like yeah the dog didn't get killed the dog was yeah. just near death and so like even her parents probably knew that the dog's death was coming mm-hmm. they just didn't know it was going to be that night yeah <laughs> again back to the the yeah the vibes of her future site it's good stuff Mikia pulls a, uh, a little trick on her because he like predicts what pie she's going to pick. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He writes it on his business card before telling her and waits for her to order. And it's like, see, I can see the future too. Ha ha ha. I love that he has business cards for he has business business so cards good. for Toko's business, which is apparently called the Hollow Shrine. <laughs> uh, he has a job title. He's staff. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's, it's really funny. Just he's got like this like plain professional looking business card for like the least real job that has ever existed. <laughs> I did okay. I did look up uh I don't remember why I was on the Gran Nodo um or Hollow Shrine wiki page, but um there was a there was a like uh like you know question and answer booklet. Uh, an FAQ released with the Blu-rays or something where someone asked or the question was asked like okay does does mail service work what about like utilities like she has a bounded field up to keep people away uh-huh uh and it turns out that that only works on people or like enemies and that uh part of seeming normal is allowing in mail and uh and utility workers <laughs> uh-huh. which is really funny just calling someone yeah my tv's acting up can you come check it it's like third from the left and one up (sighs) okay let me find where we're at i mean yeah he basically tells her that like he tells her he's he's basically just tells her a very simple thing which is like hey you know you feel like the future can't be changed but when you found out that this awful thing was going to happen to this guy, you like tried to change the future and you did. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's not like everything's going to be bad forever. So just like, I don't know, live your life. And she's 13. So this is revelatory to her. Yes. 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 I. She has. Yes. She has enough to like put it together. Like, yeah, yeah she saw the dog lying in front of the coop dead or shed dead. And then it died under the yeah. the porch. But and and the guy didn't die but it is it is the kind of thing that is like yeah you know you're like 15 or whatever i guess yeah. she, I, don't, I don't remember if they're middle or high school students but um 
Uh, yeah, and sometimes you just need someone to to say like, "Hey, dumbass." Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, it's like she's not like she's not devastated. She's not like miserable. Her whole life is ruined by this, but it just kind yeah. of is like hanging over her head all the time. You yeah, know what I mean? it's very much like it's very age appropriate in that like the the future site is a metaphor for like becoming you know turning into a full person as a young teen and being like oh shit like death is real like bad things happen all the time and like mikia just does do like the very like you know very like older person in your life thing of being like hey yeah like bad stuff happens but there's also you know it's not reason to to give up on everything that could happen Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm I think it mostly hits because she is a huge, like, rapid onset crush on him. It's part yeah, of why it hits this, so I don't, hard. I don't remember what this is about, but uh, I did have a note. I was like, disaster sayo immediately. To be fair, Mikia went in for the kill. <laughs> like... Oh, it's okay. So I, it may be referring to a bit where she gets, like, very stuttery. And she goes, like, well, she introduces this by saying, I have no ulterior motives about this, but could I call you mikia and he just right, looks at yes. her and he says like oh whatever whatever's easiest for you she's an Aichan. yes <laughs> uh-huh uh-huh um right 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 so we get her we get her back at school after after the holiday and she's like talking to her friend uh naomi is that her name i think mm-hmm. so yes again and she's like well i don't know if it was a good vacation or bad vacation but I had an experience I'll never forget. Lo- I've loved and lost for the first time. Her friend's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Her friend's like, stop being so pretentious. Uh-huh. That, that wasn't love. L- love would be so much more, like, emotionally gripping and, like, tragic. You just admired this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, but I, Naomi Sayo was a good show. Yes. We do also get the, like, uh, the end of this from Sayo's perspective where she... Uh, She's talking to Miki at the end of this conversation, right? He mm-hmm. looks out the window and sees Shiki looming <laughs> by a telephone pole, pretending that she's not waiting for him. And he's like, "Oh, yikes! I gotta get out there." His and face when sees... he sees his face when he sees Shiki is like down horrendous. Uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. And Seo, she sees Shiki killing Mikia. <laughs> If she she first is like, uh-oh, that must be his girlfriend. And then is like, uh-oh, his girlfriend is going to kill him. <laughs> uh-oh, I just saw Garden of Sinners movie 7. It yes. happened right in uh-huh. front of me. Uh-huh. Um, luckily, she only saw the good bits of Garden of Sinners movie 7. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It, it is... Mikio's, Mikio's great. Yeah. Sayo's like, listen, if you keep dating her, she will kill you. And he's like, yeah, but I love her. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm, I'll just... I'm going to take it one day at a time and I'm going to get there when I get there. And yeah, he says that uh, he doesn't want to know more details about what's going to happen because he doesn't want it to become a thing where it holds him back from doing the thing that he needs to do in that moment. Mm-hmm. Basically, he's like, if I die, I die. Yeah. I love this girl. And say, so I was like, oh, like, aside from all the other things that mean I don't have a chance with this guy, he's just already like in transcendental love <laughs> with another person. Yeah now i do okay i want to talk about the visual language of cinema real quick yes please uh because as naomi is being like that's not love love is like 
Love is more complicated. Love is more passionate. And primarily it's unpredictable. And then guess what happens right after she says that is fucking Ayaka walks in and then starts snuggling up to, to Seo and being like, hey, so we're going to be roommates now. Isn't that oh, crazy? Yeah. Asuka. Asuka. What? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you got a different you got a different wrong name. Where's that one coming from? I don't even know, man. I cannot remember this girl's <laughs> name. Azuka's not that interesting, but I, I think literally I just wrote down the Brocon. Uh, the Brocon. I cannot remember her name either. But um, the, the thing is, though, like the visuals of that scene is saying that, like, oh yeah, she yes. has no chance with Mikia, but with his sister, yes. maybe there's a shot. Which That's I think, stuff. yeah, yeah. There's, there's even a bit of like I don't think that I don't think that Azuka knows this, but there is kind of a like. Yeah, damn, we're both down bad for my brother, huh? Maybe, maybe, th- maybe together though. <laughs> this is uh, this is the the building block of a strong relationship is mm-hmm. the two of us getting together. Uh-huh. My subtitles, uh, I just want to note very funnily have Seo saying, mm, "That was the day I met my bestie," which, is, uh, which really contributes i think to the to the subtext oh you know she's my bestie my bestie god oh right yeah i think i think ours said something about like or does asaka say like we'll be together from now on Mm -hmm, something like that Mm -hmm. and yeah yeah, there's there's a lot of like these two are extremely paired up going forward this bit where say was like and then we would spend like the next year no much much longer than that that. together (laughs) yes Uh uh-huh I'm just saying I'm rooting for her, you know, like there's one way out for for Asuka here and it's a Catholic tomboy cat Mm -hmm. girl. I do also appreciate that Naomi, Naomi, uh, is a little bit like, hey, wait, but Sayo was mine. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I have to issue a correction to myself. I had been calling her a cat girl. It isn't it because I misremembered something Naomi says to her. But the thing Naomi says to her is, I thought you're a cat, but you're actually more like a dog, which makes yes. sense. Yes. Uh-huh. It is dog themed. Yes. Dog uh, girls rise up, you know. Her problem, if she was a cat girl, this would be so much easier because that's the kind of woman Mickey is into. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But Asuka doesn't get along with cats because of she. Yes, it does. <laughs> so this it does, does mean that she has a better chance with Asuka because Asuka is extremely into dogs. Uh-huh. I'm just saying, it all fits. It's all coming together. <laughs> it's all coming together. So, How would okay? Do we have anything else to say about Sayo, or are we moving on to a 14 year old uh, serial murderer? <laughs> I have nothing He's, else to say. It's a job. Sayo's cute. Uh, it's a good. It's a good little like story. Mm. Yeah, mm. I like Sayo a lot. It is. This is. Uh, yes, it is like core core Nasu themes in a in a little tidy little package of like. It's a, this is also just like tragedy. Tragedy happens. You mm-hmm. can't live your life like in in um. What's the word I'm searching for? uh just like anticipating it or waiting for it Mm -hmm. you have to just live your life and accept that bad things are going to happen but you will figure out a way around them i do also think this is like quintessential like uh k and k it is miki is having like philosophy talk 
Toko is explaining like some supernatural concept. Uh, Shiki is doing action shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like it's bouncing around. Uh, and I think it's like some of the best done uh, like bouncing around of the series. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I it's mean- not too long. But it's not too short. I meant like Seo stuff specifically. Yeah. Uh, I'm just saying but I think, I'm talking more broadly. Yes, that yes, the whole yes. thing is kind of like uh like distilled K and K. Yes, yes. The mo- yeah, I would say the movie all all together is like, oh, it's just like the high points of K and K in a way that really works. Uh-huh. And also it has Seo, who's really cute. Yeah, she's cute. <laughs> I've seen her. She's cute. Now, let's talk about the other half. Shiki gets blown up. Yes, that's like the first shot of this movie, actually, is Shiki getting, like, uh, shrapnel bombed to death. I Yes, and back to the, like, format of the movie, I love that the movie's like, okay, uh, whatever it is, like, uh, August something, 1999, 1998, mm-hmm. um, and then, like, zooms, oh, wait, yeah, August 3rd, 1998, Shiki gets blown up, and then it's like, okay, now hold on. July 27th, 1998. <laughs> You're going to have to sit with Shigi getting blown up for most of the rest it's of this movie. A lot of this movie, yeah. So, we have a boy. His left eye sees normally, his right eye sees the future. Uh, and he <laughs> he does bombings. And he's going to kill Shigi. <laughs> Girls do it's precognition so like this. Boys do it like this. It's not actually yes. the theme of the movie, but it's kind of, it's not not the theme of the movie. Yes. It is so funny how much he shot like a faceless VN protagonist uh-huh. for most of this. Like, it's not a face that we would recognize if it was no. shown to us, but the shots are like, oh, we're going to give you like his mouth and a little bit of nose and like... I think it's because they're trying to obfuscate how young he is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because she's yeah. so surprised when she actually sees him and is like, oh, this is like this is like a baby. I'm being yeah. chased by a baby. Yeah, yeah the subtitle is no, like... No wonder he sucks at this so bad. His own nar- In his own narration, he refers to himself as a man. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, I've had no will of my own for this past six years or something like that. As soon as I saw that line, I was like, oh, so since you were, like, six years old, you're a baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm, let's see. Where are we? Uh, he calls himself uh, Kuramitsu Meruka. Mm-hmm. He's a bomber for hire. We get a very funny scene of him, like, rifling through a stack of bills that he got from his latest bombing and then going to his apartment just throwing it into a big pile of like <laughs> dozens of envelopes okay. how many people in this city need bombs done that's Apparently my... quite a few that's my question it just doesn't feel like a sustainable industry you know no yes. this is like this is the kind of thing where i'm like ah this k and k city is exactly the same as the first mad max <laughs> you know what i mean uh, yeah, uh, I mean, which explains why there's like the fucking like ruined building district with the evil yes. with the evil building uh-huh. that makes you like commit suicide. I don't I don't know exactly which scene I was referring to, but there are a bunch of them. But the KNK soundtracks still incredible bangers. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, that is very true. Um, so before he tries to kill Shiki, we see why he's trying to kill Shiki now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to bomb a hotel. And is it the same building or just a nearby building? Same building. Same building. Uh, 
Toko is at some kind of party and she's dragged everyone along. Toko's great. Toko's great here. I love Toko. I love Toko her. knows how to be at a fancy party mm-hmm. and is like, oh yeah, ha ha ha. I'm gonna like kind of play flirt with the the person who's like talking to me. Mm-hmm. That's what's expected. And Mikia's like trying to manage Shiki and uh-huh. Shiki just wanders off. I love the shot with her like both up against the wall and Shiki makes a face and Mikia is just staring at her, sees her make the face and goes, Oh, let it let me get us something to drink. Uh-huh. <laughs> You know he's worried about her just killing everybody here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see, let's see. Uh, it is also funny how extremely dressed up Shiki looks for how little she wants to be at this party. She's yes. got this, like, very fancy kimono on. Her kimono is so cool. It's like, yeah. it's black and pink with, like, um, I don't know the name of the flower. Bonus. I think it's spider lilies, aren't it? That's what I wanted to say. Yes, with, with like this big spider lily design, and she's got her hair up in a little bun with like a fancy hair deck, and it's like, mm-hmm. what did they have to bribe her with to get her to wear all that? Right. This is this is also a very funny moment for me because I have uh, Shiki and Grand in Fate Grand Order, and I had always been like, what's with this outfit? And now I know where that outfit comes from. Oh, <laughs> Saber Shiki? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. That's really funny. Yeah, but she she wanders off like a cat who like is bored of this place and yes. happen, happens to wander into the garden where Mitsuru is and like catches a glimpse of him before he sets off the bomb. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, he's like, oh, uh, there can't be any loose ends. I have to deal with this one. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then we cut to uh, later on, and uh, Shiki's talking to Toko about how the bomber man is after her. <laughs> and Toko is gaming. Toko's playing like, like Earthbound cross Pokemon. Uh huh. Pokemon, um, like, or like, it it is Pokemon graphics. Mm-hmm. But the menu that she pulls up is like an adventure game or a yes. a RPG menu of like talk, interact, like this look. whole. <laughs> This whole thing was very good. Uh, the part that really like got me was when uh, she's like talking about how uh, future side aside, you have to like decide the things you want for your own future. While in game, she's like shooting down her little sister who yeah. wants to go on an adventure with her and help her with her magic. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> oh man! See, I don't know enough Japanese. I didn't know enough Japanese to figure out what was actually happening in the game, which is. For Toko oh. specifically, that's incredibly fucking funny. It's really funny. Our our subs had that part translated. Uh, translated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, uh yeah, the little sister's like, I can help you with my magic. Can I go on the adventure? She's like, No. <laughs> the sister's like, Well, no, I wanna go. Do you think Toko you know, it's probably too early for this, but once once Siscon VNs get invented, do you think Toko plays them just to like curb the little sister character? <laughs> She's exactly petty enough to do that kind of (laughs) thing. Yes. Yes. Uh, Gamer Toko. Inspired (laughs) move. It's it's so good. I love her Game Boy. I love that it's custom orange because everything of hers is orange. She also has orange nail polish in this scene. It's just (laughs) incredible. Also, the cups Uh, they're drinking coffee out of also orange. Orange, yes. 
I did have an argument about whether this was a Game Boy or Game Boy Color, which caused us to look up when the Game Boy Color was released. It was released in uh, October of 98. That looks like an original Game Boy. Yes, it is original Game Boy. Just the person I was I was watching it with had never seen a Game Boy that wasn't the like gray hmm. or whatever. And so I was like, oh, well, obviously it's a Game Boy Color. And I was like, was it? No, no, but no. Made Game, that Game Boy was around for like nine years before they made a follow-up. Wow. Yeah. I believe Toko would make a custom Game Boy shell. For uh, sure. Yes, for yes, sure. yes, yes. This Absolutely. is like the the like third piece of magic we ever see her do is like Game Boy plating spell. <laughs> uh-huh. It's like she made um, it as a prototype to for to like work on some shit with her dolls, you know? Uh-huh, and then just uh-huh. like kept it around to game with. Uh-huh. I guess we don't know what that party was. But the, like, one line we get that isn't Mikia or Shiki made me think it was, like, an art exhibition opening. Yeah, I would believe that. That makes sense. Like, at a like, at a hotel, I, you know? The, like, complete inexplicable nature of what Toko is doing all the time is always entertaining for me. She's an, she's an artist. She's kind of a detective. She's mostly just kind of fucking around. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Whatever she's, she's making me she's do all the time. A, a magician. She's uh-huh. not a sorcerer. Uh-huh. Later on in the later on in the movie, we'll see that in the future, like Shiki's crime syndicate owns Toko's building, which I bet was like a fascinating misadventure as to how that uh-huh. fucking happened. Okay. So this is we've skipped over a couple of assassination attempts. The bomber has left a cell phone in Shiki's mailbox, threateningly to like contact her at some point, and then there was like a a flashbang in an alley and a mine on a staircase and stuff like that. Mm. But uh, it's failed to kill Shiki a bunch of times, and she's like, "Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. He the like guy kind of knows too much, right? There's like." she did this thing that um she says he sees too far ahead yes because there's a bit that's like speaking going back to ddd you know how adika just kind of like wandered into an abandoned building out of curiosity this is like <laughs> shiki also just does this sometimes yeah and then she like she goes have up anything else going on uh-huh and she goes up the stairs and like the, a bomb's right there and she has to like do a sick backflip off the stairs <laughs> she does just like backflip out of the way of several bombs. With, with like, very cool. With like in the stair scene specifically, just remarkably like she's got a remarkably like cat like landing on her mm-hmm. feet animation. Mm-hmm. Let's see. So yes, Toko's like, oh yeah, this guy could probably see the future. This is... Like this is where we got the Is this where we Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember exactly. I think this is where she goes to the the mother of Mifune. Mother of Mifune. This, okay, this lady, uh, she's the death confidant in a a Persona game. (laughs) You talk to her and the the screen like dims and you get the like, thou art I, I art thou, (laughs) pops up. She's also, to me, she's also got a real like translate-y vibe, to be honest. Mm -hmm. She's got a good vibe. I like her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like she's this... so mean to Shiki. <laughs> she's this woman in like all black with a veil who sits at the end of the alley and she's like famous for love fortunes that like help you avoid bad like bad breakups specifically. 
Like the example mm-hmm. Toko gives is that you can go to her and she'll be like, oh, you and your boyfriend will break up in the next three days. So just like take a trip out of town by yourself and you'll avoid mm-hmm. whatever would have happened. We also get uh, that she, from much later on, but I think this is uh, interesting, women don't have to pay for the fortunes. Girls, <laughs> girls get them free. <laughs> to me, to me, that was her most transgender line. Yes, that yes. Is a very, that's a very trans moment. <laughs> of like, yeah, the, I, I never charge the girlies. Which is like, uh-huh. that would be your main customer base. <laughs> yeah. Like, how how is she making money? I don't know that she's making much money. I do also just love her, like, morning costume that she's wearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And her, like, spooky table at the end of, like, one of the uh, murder hallways that exist in labyrinths behind the buildings of K&K. Mm-hmm. With, like, she's got, like, a, a thing of incense, too. Like, it's, it's a re- in a crystal mm-hmm. ball. It's a real vibe back yes. there. Yeah. But basically, Shiki goes to her to be like, hey, are you a serial bomber? And she's like, no, idiot, I'm 65. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> she's like, I just like telling fortunes. I'm just having a good time. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Shiki, you are a murderer. 100%. Uh, and she like teases Shiki about uh, her... She calls it an unrequi- unrequited love, uh, to, referring to Mikia. Well, she <laughs> says, "I'll tell, I'll tell you half truths about your unrequited crush." Yeah, is really great. Uh, <laughs> which I she might mean unrequited because I mean, I mean the timeline on when they actually get together is real yeah. is yeah. real fuzzy. So I would assume <laughs> this is before that has actually happened. Yeah, Mikia is like. They have a situation ship. You know what I mean? It takes him a long time. It takes him a long time to like. I would believe that Shiki, somehow, Shiki, the barely human emotionless girl, figured out uh, in her heart that she loves Mikia long before he figures it out. I, the way I have always imagined it was they both know their feelings about each other, mm-hmm. but like, Shiki is not going to make the first move, but Mikia is waiting for her to make the first move. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the detente goes on for a while. Where does where does Boishiki die? Like before any of this, he. I mean, before they meet Toko. Yeah, he dies back in high school. Oh right, right, yeah. right. Okay, yeah. Um. But yeah, like right, yeah, yeah. When. The, like after at the end of her confrontation with this like fortune teller, Chiki's like says something like, "Hey, this place is like dangerous at night, so since you're elderly, you should go home." And uh-huh. the the old lady's like, "Oh, how gallant of you!" And then says like, "Oh, that's like a familiar. I've heard that before. Mm-hmm. That'll be imp- that'll be a little uh, <laughs> that'll be a special mouse tool that'll help us later." <laughs> i do also like the the woman's like so oh be careful of bridges they're bad luck but i guess it won't kill you anyway so whatever <laughs> <laughs> and then she walks out of this scene and like immediately is bombed on a bridge yeah uh-huh. but the, okay like, yeah yeah the the two types of future sight are evaluation which builds up a future and prediction uh which is what seo has which infers it from the surrounding yes 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 yeah it's like she is taking she is taking all the information that she takes in and then predicts what is likely to happen in the future whereas uh Mitsuru is like seeing an outcome that he wants to achieve and then is told what he needs to do to have that outcome happen. Yeah. Yes. 
we get that we get that really like illustrated here with the bridge bombing where he's like ah ha ha yes that was the last thing that needed to happen to to get her to the parking garage yes uh-huh uh-huh um yes this also pointed uh said that uh evaluation is strong like the more powerful of the two uh the less human of the two and uh much worse for a criminal to have yes (laughs) yeah because it's like it's the difference between like knowing what what is like what is most likely to happen and being able to be like i want this thing what do i have to do to get this thing um and then he's nearby because this is like part of his plan so mm-hmm. shiki is able to do a sick fucking backflip into the river her move is so cool because she, first she's like uh he's like i'm calling you from somewhere far away and she's like no you're like really close because that's how your future sight works right that's why you couldn't kill me before is because you were trying to do it from far away and i could get out of it and then uh the car next to her while she's on the bridge explodes and she like yeah she leaps into the air and then throws the phone onto the side of the uh like road into the grass and then plunges into the water so that she doesn't break the phone so she can keep taunting him <laughs> and then she gets out of the water <laughs> so cool she gets out of the water just like a fucking chi blast to shoot all of the water off herself and then does the <laughs> the the, the ama- like the great move where she puts the phone to her ear and then turns around so she's looking directly at mitsuru when she's like oh found you yeah uh-huh yeah he's, he's like a building a, like way oh not way way away but like pretty far away watching her through binoculars uh-huh shiki's very cool she's so cool <laughs> which like and like i think this is a real moment of like you know her story is like paralleling mikia's here but like there is there is not like a romantic undertone to her interactions with Mitsuru because she kind of just doesn't care. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. this is this annoying dude who's like latched onto her and she's gonna stab him. Yeah. So we get to the parking lot finally where we saw her explode. And I do the whole like uh, visuals of this sequence is also great because we get him like turning his head and opening his other eye. We see Shiki walking, and then at the same time, superimposed is Shiki, like, bits of Shiki falling to the ground. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, this is the one, this is more like, um, Shiki's powers are so funny and so much stronger than Tsukihime Shiki's. Yeah, this is, like, <laughs> because... the coolest thing Shiki's ever done. I know. Yes. So, because his power uh, takes, like, the formlessness of the future and turns it into something, like, he can interact with, she can too so she cuts the concept of the future that he is making uh as it like latches onto her and she cuts it so hard that his eye cracks like his pupil cracks it's so cool looking yeah this i think yeah and then like because she did that he's like pressing the trigger to set off the bombs and it doesn't work like yeah. he, he literally cannot affect a future in which she dies from his bomb because she's uh-huh. done this. It's so cool. It's so cool. Yeah. And then she thinks to herself or says to him. She says uh, she explains like, the whole thing like okay, yeah, out loud. Yeah, she explains basically if his power was like Seo's, he probably could have gotten her. Yes. <laughs> but too bad for him. Um Although even then, like Shiki, 
they they really dance around like Shiki can also kind of see the future. She can't see the future. She can sense the future. She has she has and, like intuition. Yeah. In a way that like Tsukihime Shiki has an intuition about when he's going to die. Yes. You know what I mean? Hmm. So like even even if he had a even if he had the other type of future sight, maybe still couldn't have killed her, but yeah. Had a better had a better chance than uh, losing his eye because she wouldn't be able to cut the magic out of him yeah. from a distance of like fifty feet. God, it's so uh, it's so cool the way she just like brings her knife up like through this thread, and which also like a very cool touch. The whole thing is designed like in the way that like retinas are. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. it looks like a, she's cutting an optic nerve. That, yes, yeah. yeah. Just uh, right, cool. She gets to him. She turns the corner. She realizes that he's like a fourteen-year-old, and she's like, "Oh shit!" And then he hits the button, and, and the bombs finally go off. Mm-hmm. We had seen like a dad and a little kid wandering into the parking garage earlier, so this is like a oh shit, did they die? They didn't. They're fine. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the <laughs> it's it's like fucking Mikio's like loser cousin. It ends up showing, ends up on the scene, you know, like the cop. Oh, right. His yes. cop goes home. Yeah. <laughs> he shows up and like the dad has been slightly injured because he protected his daughter from like shrapnel. Mm-hmm. And then like uh, Mitsuru is there, like taken in as a victim of the bombing. You know, because yeah. Shiki's just hightailed it out of there. It was a good bit where the, the useless cop guy is like looking at the kid whose hand is is like still clutched in the shape as if he is holding a detonator, but but there's no detonator there because uh Shiki did the thing that she decided she always does where she's like, Ah, this one's not worth killing and she like ended up saving him. She took the detonator and like plays with it and then throws it into the river. It does the Sorry. extremely cool thing of throwing it up in the air and then slashing it with her knife so that bits of it go into the river, yes. Extremely cool bit. She's uh-huh. so cool. She's very cool. Uh-huh. So let's talk about the future. Mm-hmm. Ten years later. It's ten years later. Uh, he's hot now. <laughs> Bomber's gotten big. Uh, and uh, what it's, his like... It is, hmm? it is so funny that he's 24. Because uh-huh. <laughs> he's still... You're still a baby. <laughs> like... You he acts like he acts like he's like a jaded forty year old neo noir guy, but he's he's twenty four. He's twenty. He's twenty six. Point still stands. Point still stands. <laughs> but yes, he's already gone through like another failed career. He is a children's <laughs> like a book children's author. <laughs> Which oh um, man, you were talking about the girl from Spare Parts having the most unemployable resume, but his is like <laughs> serial bomber, children's book author slash mob guy. Uns- unsuccessful children's book author and you don't have to wonder why because he's writing the most like philosophical children's books that you've ever read now okay not unsuccessful children's book author in that it got him in a lot of debt and he was almost executed by the mob because he took out risky loans but on the other hand extremely successful children's author because he managed to like get the attention of Shiki's baby yeah, this little 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 creature. Um, I, okay, okay. Yeah. Another important thing to note: uh, his eye is broken. It's like a gray now. It doesn't work. Uh, mm-hmm. I yeah, don't think but can... I said he's hot. <laughs> Part of that is, is heterochromia. heterochromia. <laughs> I think he can still uh, see out of it, but like it's yeah. just normal sight, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, I wasn't totally clear yeah. on that, but he definitely can't see the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, There's a reference to his him having glasses. I don't know. This is a line that pissed me off because I was like, hold on. Wait a second. Now, uh-huh. wait a second. You're telling me he has some kind of like special glasses that let him do cool stuff and we don't ever see it? This Whatever. is like, I was watching this like, oh, did did either of you ever read any of the Animorphs? Yeah. I have not. Did you ever read the last book of the Animorphs? I know about the last book of the Animorphs. The last book of the Animorphs starts as like a, like a time jump. Oh, this is the world after everything bad happened. And mm-hmm. then like halfway through turns into like, and here's the next crazy shit that happens. And then there is no follow up to that ever. Mm-hmm. It's just like a bunch of horrible shit happens and uh, like a new monster appears and then it just stops and it's like oh uh whoa (laughs) and this is kind of got that vibe where it's like Mm -hmm. oh they're just gonna like keep dropping details of the new status quo and like the the like changes that have happened to this world and it will never be followed up on in the least (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah it's very much like this is the last like 30 minutes of the movie and it's very much like it just gives you a framework to imagine like what would happen and then you know that's it um he uh mitsuru is now working slash maybe living in like toko's old building but he has covered it in plants it took me so long to realize where we were yeah because it's like a it's it's light inside and there's plants everywhere (laughs) as soon as he went inside i was like uh and i saw like the desk and then the like doorway next to it i was like oh this looks like oh shit is this toko's office yes yes uh but like the outside view i had no idea he has got like a great the building's kind of like run down a little bit but like Mm -hmm. the rooftop is covered in plants too it's really Mm -hmm. great anyway it looks i would live there it's so great yeah it's a great like little place we've got a new character a, a little creature. Wait, one sec. What? Real quick. Uh, uh, we hear a voice reading a book mm-hmm. that I did not expect to be a children's book. I thought that this <laughs> yeah. was just a conversation that was happening. <laughs> uh, but it's not that I envy humans or anything. Is the most nasty line of all time. <laughs> Sundere and non-human. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so funny. I thought she was like reciting lines for a play. Yes. I thought it was a poem. Yeah. Uh, no, it's the book he wrote. The, the vampires. Of, of course, Shiki's child is like, oh yeah, I love a like philosophical book about being not human and like she's like nine or ten or whatever. She's ten years. Old. Yes. Um. Yeah. This is this is Mana, uh, who is Shiki and Mikia's daughter. <laughs> uh, she's she's a little bit of a freak, but not as much of a freak as uh her parents. She also looks exactly like Azaka, which is mm. yeah. I, She's like okay. a smaller Asuka. Okay. She's way more Mikia family than Shiki. Mm-hmm. Um, I okay. So the thing about Mana is like, I think she's kind of delightful. Like, I think she's cute. Her her first her first interaction um with Mitsuru is that I forget what exactly he calls her, but he calls her like like Miss Mana in like the most respectful way possible. And then Mana Ojo Osama. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then she's like, oh, I don't approve of you calling me that, which is the most like Ojo Osama thing you could possibly say. Uh-huh. But she's like, your charm point is that you're like rude and you speak like a you speak like a gangster. So you should keep doing that, because I like it. And then she sprays yeah. him in the face with a spray bottle. 
Yes. Yes, she does. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting that they just like have a kid. Uh huh. Like, it makes sense. I guess we finally, finally have evidence that they fucked <laughs> <laughs> instead of just rolling around in bed, uh, suspiciously. Uh, yeah, she would have been conceived shortly after movie seven. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, so they really got busy after that, huh? Yeah. I mean, she, you know, his eye got cut out. You know, it's do or die at that point. <laughs> but yeah, so he... She skips cram school to come vi- visit him all the time because she thinks he's funny. Do they send uh, 10-year-olds to cram school? Apparently. You know her You know her childhood is, like, r- fucking ridiculous. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Who's the one insisting that she go to cram school? I Okay. Yeah. No, I think it's Shiki. Uh huh. I think Shiki is like my fucking daughter is definitely like going to the best college in the country, but not really uh-huh, like in uh-huh. a t- in a tiger mom thing. It's just like a way of like, well, of course she's going to be like a genius. Uh huh. Uh huh. What else are children yeah, for? Seems like Mika seems like the one who would like, uh, be understanding that she is skipping out to get into wacky adventures. Hmm. <laughs> So, then we get a little flashback to him still in this office, uh, it looks like. Yeah. Um, well, it just being, used to be a, uh, a normal Yakuza office. Right, right, right. Um, right. So, he's, like, being faced down by a bunch of scary loan shark guys. And then uh, we get time skip Shiki coming in with her, with her daughter, being like, oh, it's you. Hell yeah. Uh, you work for us now, and we're not going to kill you. Congratulations. Uh, I just all excited because it's her favorite book author. Yes. Uh, I just want to I want to point out real quick that one of the mob guys is like the guy who we've seen like serving Shiki in the past, like the guy who gave her the katana in movie five. But he's wearing aviators now. (laughs) He got he got promoted. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I knew his name at some point, but I don't remember his name. I do appreciate that Shiki says yeah, whatever. You can keep your like uh, side business writing picture books if you want. Yeah, <laughs> she says I'll let you hold down a side job. Yeah, I love uh, the implication that the reason they are not throwing him in the the main reason they're throw not throwing him in the ditch is because Mana is a fan of his books. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> like Shiki did not intentionally like go to the guy who she mutilated ten years ago. He just happened to be her daughter's favorite picture book author. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and she's like, oh, that's a funny coincidence. It's all working out, huh? <laughs> I love his looks of pure horror upon seeing her. Yes. <laughs> and the, like, just just completely calm smile that she gives him of, like, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. You owe me your entire life three times over, buddy. Shiki mm-hmm. has basically never not been the coolest person in the room. Mm-hmm. I need... Uh, there's... there's there's a good bit about Mana trying Mana trying to plug in a USB stick and going hmm, other way. <laughs> <sighs> Me too. I, it is nigh impossible to plug it in the right way the first time. True. Yeah, you, you flip it around, and then sometimes that's still the wrong way, mm-hmm. and then you flip it around and it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But impossible to get it right the first time. Mm-hmm. So. He's kind of like the the acting as the new Toko, uh, except it seems like he does 
Toko always kind of seems like she was doing detective work for like fun as like a side thing. And mm-hmm. it's kind of his actual job to like so- do supernatural detective work for the mob. Oh, a mix also, of supernatural detective work and also just go shake down people. Go harass an old woman. <laughs> she is super, she is a supernatural person. That's why I guess. they're yeah. involved with her. Sure. Uh, yeah. Yes, the Toka, mother of Mifune is back. Toko was not getting, like, mission briefings from the mob who owns her life, you know? That's no. the yes. difference between them. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, okay, she yeah. had her own, bi- <laughs> her own business. She I guess independent. This is the thing, is that uh, Shiki took over the mob and was like... You know what we haven't been doing is getting protection money from supernatural beings. <laughs> uh, expanding our business. We said we said earlier that uh Mana is a lot more like uh uh Mikia family than Shiki, but she is she's got cat behaviors. That's her main yep. like Shiki mm-hmm. inherited trait. I love the shot of her like getting closer and closer to the computer screen as he tries to like physically push her away. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she's like she has Mikia's like cheerfulness and like like affability, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And uh Shiki's like kind of disregard for the lives of other people. <laughs> yes. Uh she says some truly wild ass stuff. There's this there's this great little interaction they have where like she she brought him the orders. The orders are not like take Mana with you on this job, but there's just a mm-hmm. shot where he is looking at the briefing and then looks over at her because she's not trying to get in his way and she is just staring straight at him and her smile is getting bigger and bigger and he's just like <laughs> oh jesus okay and then mm-hmm. it cuts to his his cover of tales of the vampire which is like a, a robot detective k looking motherfucker walking around with a little <laughs> princess girl and it's like yeah uh-huh. that's what they are yes um yeah, so she tells him that he has to chase off the mother of Mifune, basically. Uh, they go, there's a great bit of him like trying to directionalize her towards their goal as she gets distracted. She's completely unafraid of wandering around in this freaky, like, desolate city in the middle of the night. Um, and they find uh, Mifune in the basically the same alley as before, the same murder alley. And she's like, oh, would you like your fortune read? And uh, Mana is like, yes, 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 yes. 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 Can, you tell, can you tell me and Papa's fortune? <laughs> Love fortune specifically. Yes. And the uh, crazy line. Any deeper and you'd be crossing ethical boundaries. <laughs> uh, yeah, because of course she's got a whole, you know. She's Mikia family. Of course, she's got like some real fucking inappropriate feelings. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yes, yes. She's got she's got a thing for her dad, and she's also got a thing for uh what's his face? Because she reminds him of her dad. Yep. Uh it's it is very funny when she says she's going to defeat her mother and take back her yes. father. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. However, she then proceeds to eviscerate Mitsuru. <laughs> But we get this bit where uh, the mother of Mifune admits that she can't actually see the future anymore. Right. She's like too old. She's lost this power. Mm -hmm. But uh, she loves telling fortunes and she loves people and she wants to keep trying to help people. It's all she's ever really done. Mm -hmm. So that's why she's come back and is trying to keep doing it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's like, you got to cut this out. The, The the. I'm here to tell you politely to leave, even though I don't really like you. But the next person is going to come and, like, uh, break your table and beat you up. Mm-hmm. 
Then, yes. Sorry. Then, then Mana steps then. in because she loves this lady. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, yeah, she says that he reminds her of her father in that he's easy to manipulate. Hold on. To manipulate specifically. Hold I'm on. good at using people like you. Yes. <laughs> she says, you're like my father because you're unassuming, you only have one eye, and you can't say no to women. <laughs> Which is <laughs> incredible. Again, 10 years old. Uh-huh. Uh... The mother of Mifune is, like, entertained by this because she met this kid, uh, Mitsuru, when he was a kid and he was, like, in his, like, uh, murder robot phase, you know what I mean? She's like, it's great that you're, like, a person now. I'm really happy for that. I'm so glad you you have, like, a ten-year-old fake daughter to bully you. Thanks. Everyone deserves to be in their own anime one day and you've done it, kid. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and then she's like, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. So, uh, Mana is like, Mitsuru, will you talk to my mom and let, and like, get permission okay. for this woman to keep doing her fake fortune telling business? Okay, yeah. Maybe it's after this. I, the way I take notes is sometimes problematic because I don't, uh, always note down exactly where something happens. And so, um,. Yeah, but basically she pressures him into yeah. uh, taking the the very risky move of talking to Shiki about this. Yes. I, I do like um. the little interaction that they have where she's like, um, she's like, do you need me to say what I want you to do? And he's like, no, it's going to be worse if you tell me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, okay. A couple of things. We also um, get a, oh wait, are, are you moving on to the other scene? Because there's another important bit at the end of the scene. No. Okay. Finish what you were going to say. Um... Uh, I like the, I think, I th oh gosh, uh, I think that um, Mitsuru asks why she's been telling fortunes the whole time. Mm -hmm. um, and she says to him, a person who only ever used his future sight to hurt people, that uh, uh, like helping people is the only way she could use her future sight. Yeah. She's just a great old lady. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also we get a, a great bit of him uh thinking thinking um or maybe he says this out loud uh that he he like thankful thankfully accepts a life full of failure because he was freed from a fateful future mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um or thanking shiki rather for freeing him freeing him from a fateful future and giving him a life full of failure but he's thankful for it because he gets to live his life rather than like have it be kind of put in front of him yeah also, uh, Mana, she's Ryogi Mana. Definitely not going by Mikio's name. Huh? Mm hmm Okay. There is an, a bit at the end where she, uh, Mana turns back and says that, uh, is like, gives her thanks to the mother of Mifune on behalf of her mother. And then she stops and says, no, my father. Which I was like, at first I was like, oh, why would Mikia be thanking her? Ah... Oh. This made a lot sense. A lot of sense later. Yes. Uh, it's She's got so a different dad. That's important. It's so the fact that she not only knows about all calves Shiki, but that she calls him her father is so like yeah. Uh, yeah. Like uh, this whole scene that then follows with with all calves Shiki is great, but like just that one detail alone is enough to like get me emotional. Well, I love all calves Shiki. Yeah, this is they're. Hmm. 
there's a lot that you can that one line like shiki's barely in this uppercase shiki. Upper, or shiki in general no. uh is barely in this po- in this portion of the movie right the the post time do we even see her full face or do we just see we her, see like, a full uh, we see a shot of her full face okay. yeah um but like that one line is enough to say like hey is is uh is current day shiki kind of genderqueer Mm. Is Shiki sometimes dad and sometimes mom? Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Um, who could say? I There's mean, not enough to like. I mean, go on. Maybe she is just saying, "Hey, they told me about uh, uppercase Shiki," and- or she uncannily knows somehow yes. because she's Shiki's kid. I, hey, for all we know, she also has a uppercase Mana in there, <laughs> <laughs> and she just thinks that all people are like that. I mean, present day Shiki is also genderqueer, is the thing. Like, this is the... Yes. This is the end of the movie, is that, like, they are, like, the person who exists as Shiki is both Shikis in one person. Yes. Yes. I guess it's, like, how... Yeah. How is that presented to the people around Shiki is Mm -hmm. left Mm -hmm. up to... Yeah. I, like, um... She's still doing... It's it would be very easy for the like oh and then they had a kid together to be like subordinating Shiki and turning her into like a mother figure you know what I mean yeah but she is the she's father the mob figure. boss <laughs> yeah and she's the mob boss and she's like uh, still doing everything that she does right yes. uh, having a kid hasn't really changed that in her at all mm-hmm. she's uh, still the coolest person in the room <laughs> yes and not just because moms are tough. <laughs> <laughs> The last bit of Mitsuru we get is him like monologuing about how he's now a bit character in someone else's like anime. Uh-huh. Uh, and that, that's pretty funny. That's right. Mana's uh, the main character. Mana, it is Mana's Mana's big day out. She is God's uh, favorite angel. There is also a great bit uh, where he says, uh, "There's greater worth in building something up than tearing something down." And I was like, "Really digging at your boss, huh?" <laughs> There's also a little bit where, as they're walking away, like Mana repeatedly has tried to like hold Mitsuru's hand, and he keeps like waving her off, and then like he finally lets her as they walk away. It's cute. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now we're gonna get the end of this, and we're flashing all the way back to 1996. January. This is must be like right after uh or like pretty soon after uh, uh uppercase Shiki and Mikia's date. Like cuz they went out on Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is be- after that but before uh obviously before uppercase Shiki gets killed, but mm-hmm. he's wandering around in his gold kimono, looking great, looking like a little baby. Or wait, sorry. They go out on New Year's. Oh, they do go out on New Year's. This could be the same day then after yeah. the split. <laughs> you're you're talking about the recall dot summer scene. What? Where they go on a date? Or wait, wait. No, uppercase Shiki. No. no. Oh, sorry. I'm talking about the. I'm talking about um, the date bef- uh, with uppercase Shiki. I'm a goomba. I'm getting confused. Too many, too many Shikis. Too many Shikis. Too many Shikis. Too many years. On this I podcast, can't, I can't keep the years straight. No, 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 no. I'm a goomba. He's a baby. Look yeah. at him. His face yeah. is so round. It has also been a year since we covered K and K. Uh-huh. I cheered when uh the mother of Mifune correctly gendered uppercase Shiki. Yes, it's so good. Again, another okay. bit of transgender coding. Like yeah. she looks at uppercase uh, Shiki and is like, oh, you've got the T-boy swag. Yeah. <laughs> and the, it does. Yes. 
this is me uh going to the airport and having like a tsa agent or something be like ma'am come this way and i'm like oh <laughs> i'm gonna cry <laughs> however uh shiki uh uppercase shiki does approach her with uh his hand on uh his knife like ah maybe this will be maybe i'll just kill this lady <laughs> Uh, it's so it's it's good that both really, of them are murderers. It's really funny that he's like, yeah, you know, if she tries to like tell me there's a happy ending for me, I'm gonna just murder her. Uh-huh. Yeah, he approaches it very much in like you know he thinks she's a, a scam artist, and then when she reads his poem and says, "Oh, you're gonna fucking die, kid," he's like, "Damn, okay, you do you do know a little bit about something." Yeah, yeah, it's a cute bit where like he's like oh yeah that's that's what i know that uh okay and he tries to pull his hand away and she like doesn't let go and he's like hey come on let go of my hand and she's like you're gonna die and it's gonna suck and it's gonna be miserable but at least the thing that you want will happen yes your dream will live on yes and this is this like really moves him it's cute yeah because well, he's yeah. he's he's walking around before he sees her and the thing that he thinks is like if i died lowercase shiki could just live her life you know mm-hmm. like if i was just not around she could just live and mm-hmm. what what you know what the mother tells him is like you know yes you're going to die but like actually and not just shiki will live her life but like your dream will live on and yeah. mm-hmm. if you remember all the way back to movie two it's like uppercase shiki is the one in love with mikia and is yes. the one who like wants to have a normal life but is a serial killer Whereas lowercase Shiki is the one who could have a normal life, but wants to, like, cut everything off. So mm-hmm. the fact that Shiki will, like, live on and have these connections and become a cool mob boss m- mother is, like, uppercase Shiki's dream living on, too. It's really sweet. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, and there is, yes, there's almost a moment where uppercase Shiki knows what is going to happen. Mm-hmm. But also wants wants her to say, "Oh, you're going to die," and then say, "Oh, maybe not. Maybe there is a way out of this." Mm-hmm. Uh, and instead, what she says is, "No, you you are going to die. <laughs> There's no way around that. But but uh, you will get like what you want mm-hmm. in the end." And then uh, he prances home in the rain, uh, humming, singing in the rain. Which is very cute. cute. Which is, I think, is a little bit, like, I think it's supposed to call back a little bit to Mana, who does kind of bop around in the same way. Mm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also, he was, that's when Shiki and Mikio meet, right? It's not when they meet, but uh, Shiki does, like, there is a scene of Mikia like, singing, singing in the rain while they're okay. waiting at, uh, for the rain to stop at school together. Is that not the? Is that the first time they talk? No, because they that might be that's one of the first times. But they bump into each other at like um, uh, the entrance ceremony is the first time they like t- actually see each other. And well, that's when they hi to her. Yeah. Oh, does he? Okay. Yeah. And then when because it... he's like he recognizes her from the snow, and then right, sees right. her at the entrance ceremony, and she's like, "Who the fuck are you?" And then et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then in the scene where Shiki tries to kill Mikia, it is raining. Uh, but then it it stops before it stops like just before dawn and when he makes it back to the house and then he does Mm -hmm. again he does this cool little move where he's just kind of like wiggles and all of the all of the water goes flying off Uh which like Mm -hmm. 
how do anime characters do that? I need that. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But yeah, then the 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 post credit scene is him like uh looking back at the camera and then walking into the bamboo forest around Shiki's house. Mm-hmm. It's good. This movie's so good. Banger. It's a great movie. It's just yeah. such a great like little send off to the whole like it's not like a big action climax the way the the seventh one was sort of yeah mm-hmm. but it is sort like, of it's like you know there's not a bad guy they have to kill it's just like all of the characters have to think about the future and come to terms with it and then you get both a hey by the way here's like what's happening in the future you know that is a reason to hope mm-hmm. and then here is like the the coda for uppercase shiki who passed away a long time ago it's really good mm-hmm. yeah yeah. I love it every time Uppercase Shiki shows up. It's always good. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, the the English subtitle, I think, is translated as Future Gospel. Mm-hmm. You could also read the Japanese as, like, Future Good News. <laughs> um, Have you heard the good news? Mana's here. <laughs> um, but either way, it's like a, a there's hope for the future. Right? Is mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the city still looks pretty fucking haunted <laughs> in the future, but you know, can't do yeah, you can't like, do anything about that. In Ten years, you can't you can't do anything about the city looking haunted all the time. Sorry, Ben. the The crash had a huge impact on Japan. It's gonna take more than ten years to fix. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. Recalled out summer. Extra chorus. Extra chorus.
Apparently, we're going to have some divisive opinions about this. I don't have a lot to say if I recall about Extra Chorus is the thing. Interesting. Interesting. I definitely I think... think um, I think the first and third of these are, like, fine. Mm-hmm. Cute. Yeah, it's like three short stories, basically. Yes. Mm-hmm. These are uh, apparently three manga chapters. Interesting. The first one, zero one, feline. Miki has gotten a hold of a cat. <laughs> he sure has. And the cat loves him. And he is making Shiki take care of it for a couple days. Mikia is irresistible to two things. Cats and girls. Uh-huh. And now if the girl is a cat, watch yes. out. Um, yeah, so it's mostly Shiki lounging around uh, having the same mannerisms as this cat, mm-hmm. basically. And the reason the reason I'm not into this is it's just like, yeah, I get it. I get it. She's yeah, like yeah. a cat. You don't need uh-huh. to have you don't need to have a ten minute short story to tell me Shiki's like a cat. I clocked it yeah, the yeah. first time she was rolling around on her bed getting pissed off. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, but like um you know, I almost wish that I had watched these in the other order. Yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? Because I, I think the end of uh I think the end of Future Gospel is so like good as an ending of the series. Yes. Yeah. And so to have like this thing after which is kind of doing a similar thing but like just isn't as good it really like mm-hmm. it sours me on it more than if this was this was nine and the other one was ten you know mm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh this is like dvd extras <laughs> yeah i yeah well and uh noticeably like not i don't want to say like worst direction in animation mm-hmm. but it is like workmanlike in a way that i think that uh um recalled out summer main is like really pretty Mm -hmm. uh this is like fine (laughs) file two daylight we have a a new girl miyazuki She's got kind of like Yumizuka hair, but red, and she's got glasses. There was a second where I thought this was a young Toko story, and the pure, like, Ah. the pure letdown of that alone really hurt me. Poisoned it. Okay, this came out, real quick, this came out 12 days after, um, Recall That Summer. These. Oh, wait. The things that this was adapted from. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So... Sorry for, or, no, that that must be the anime air dates. But, anyway. We're covering them in the order that they were released, is, yes. is to say. that uh, yeah. Unfor- I, I didn't, like, rearrange things so that we end with a worse. <laughs> I just want to... No. I'll say that. I'm not blaming you, Fan. Yes. I just want to make that clear. Okay. Sorry for... Miyazuki was a friend of one of the girls who committed suicide during the, the Fujo building incident. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's fucked up about it. Uh, it turns out that uh, there's kind of like a, twi- a twist <laughs> that happens where it seems like Yuko, the uh, Ando Yuko, one of the girls who committed suicide, was the one who was like pushing them to do a suicide together. And uh, then Miyazuki backed out. But that's not what happened. Miyazuki was pushing her, was like playing at suicide is what Fujo calls it. She's like trying to like 
egg her into doing a suicide with her without really meaning it. And then Yuko actually goes and kills herself and uh, fucks her up. And uh, she is now not handling it well and considering like killing herself. Miyazuki is. Mm-hmm. And we get some Fujino post uh, the bridge Fujino, who apparently also went blind from that. Unclear how much she can see. Yeah, she definitely. I was definitely like, oh, is the bit that Fujino can be normal now because she lost her cool eyes? No, that no. has happened. It seems like she's mostly lost her like normal vision, but her cool <laughs> eyes work just the same as they always did. I I feel like. Okay, this is this is me just wildly speculating, but I feel like she must have light sensitivity at least. Yeah. Because, you know, mm-hmm. she turns to look at sources of light at the end of the Yes. I think this is so pat, but at the end of the movie the sun comes up in a way that's just not as good uh-huh. as the the other movie, but you know, she turns to look at the sun as it's coming up. Mm-hmm. So she's able to see that. Um Mhm. The the vibe I get is that like yeah she's got like light sensitivity but she probably can't see fine detail because she does talk yeah. about like you know uh hearing she does talk about identifying people by voices and mm-hmm. like smelling things um but at yes. the same time she's definitely able to see more than people expect her to um because yes. mm-hmm. when she, she has an assistive assistive cane you know what i mean which i think yeah. leads people to think that she's like completely blind and mm-hmm. can't see anything at all mm-hmm. and then she like catches people off guard by uh knowing more than they think that she should you know she, mm-hmm. she just His loves disability to, is more granular than yes or no she just loves to tap that cane at people menacingly she probably has so much fun <laughs> with that she also we, there's a lot of great shots of her like leaning on the cane just kind of like hanging out mm-hmm <laughs> Um, basically what's happening here is Fujino is trying to connect with Miyazuki over Yuko's death, right? Yes. And, uh, Miyazuki is not really willing to hear her out. Um, let's see, let's see. She, uh, Fuji, uh, Fujino bumps into her first in front of the Fujo building, uh, where she's, Miyazuki's leaving flowers for Yuko. And then later finds her a little bit before dawn on a bridge where Miyazuki is either going to jump off or cut her wrists with a box cutter. Or both. Or both. She's really undecided about this. And uh, yes, Fujino is like, okay, the box cutter, it's going to be really hard for you to pull this off with a box cutter. And if you jump, there's water down there. So you could very likely survive. Like, this isn't very good, you know? This isn't well thought out. And we get an interesting bit where Mia's, apparently there's rumors going around that Fujino killed a bunch of people, which is very funny. How people would connect those murders to her is, is um, I don't know, but... Uh, I mean, it could just be rumors that, like, happened upon the truth. Who could say? The fun bit here is Fujino is like... She did go hey. missing during a period yeah, of time where a bunch of people got killed and then was in the hospital, so... Yes. You know... Fujino is incredible. The fun bit here is that Fujino is like, listen, yeah, I killed all those people. I don't really feel good about it. Uh, like, well, sure, okay. the circumstances were were the like thus that like, it's what I felt like I had to do at the time. But murder is murder, and I still don't really like the fact that I killed people. That said, six, seven, you know, it's all the same to me. So if you want to die, I'll kill you. 
Uh, yes, this is <laughs> this is where she says playing at suicide. Yes, she's like, oh yeah, really? Uh, well, uh, if you want help, you know. Because the first time they bump into each other, Fujino is like kind of acting as if she lo- doesn't understand the situation as much as she does. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but clearly she understands it pretty well to have tracked her down to the spot she's trying to kill herself at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then like, there's that, you know, there's the bit where, you know, she she runs into this girl and the girl has a box cutter in her hands and then has this moment of like, oh, do I need to hide it? Do I need to not hide it? Mm-hmm. And then Fujino just says like, hey, you got that box cutter, huh? So, yeah. Um... But yes, we get, she like, uh, is like, okay, so I'll kill you. And then li- she like, the box cutter just lifts out of Miyazuki's hand and like curls up. And then like another, um, uh, a lamppost behind her, uh, twists and falls into the water. And the, uh, it's all cool stuff. Fujina's power is very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad this is a reoccurring thing for me. I always think it's boring when the answer to, uh, the story is that the person loses their powers and becomes normal. When it's like a super story about supernatural stuff. So I like that she's still, this is still part of her. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, it is interesting that overusing her eyes means she loses at least some of her sight, not the power to twist things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, it, if uh, anything, it seems like it gets more powerful because, yes. like, mm-hmm. she has this thing where she twists the fence, like, to not just destroy it, but like make a barrier to like trap the other girl, and I don't, yeah. I don't think she ever did that when trying to fight Shiki. Uh huh. It's cool stuff. Uh, but Fujino doesn't actually want to kill her. She's trying to like, uh, connect with her by threatening her life and making her admit that she doesn't actually want to die, so that they can move on to the next phase of this. Which uh, I hope that the two of them become friends. Yeah. We get like Fujino and her crew uh, at the very end of this too. But uh, uh, the the bit at the end here is that before she died, Yuko told uh, Miyazuki like, "Hey, life sucks, but I want to believe that there's good parts of it, and it's like worth living despite it." Right? Yeah. And the, she said the same thing. No matter Fujino. no matter how much. It- May hurts at times. Uh, she likes to believe that this world is beautiful. And she said the same thing to Fujino. Yes. So Fujino's trying to connect because she's like, hey, I also had a thing with this girl and kind of feel it. And I would like it if we could like connect over this, right? Mm-hmm. Um that stuff's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh uh, yeah. And um we also get this bit where it was like, oh, Yuko's life was basically over. So Mizuki feels like uh uh, her parents had died. Uh, Yuko's family had died. And she had a bunch of debt and she didn't know what to do. And Miyazuki, like, pushing her probably made her more vulnerable, even though Miyazuki doesn't also know that <laughs> a, a fake ghost made her jump off of the roof of a building. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a funny bit where Fujino is like, you know, whether she killed herself or something else happened, <laughs> it doesn't really matter. And then Miyazuki, like, messy cries for a while as the sun rises. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, there's this bit where Fujino, like, talks about how the thing that Yuko said about the world, it took her a long time, I think, until after her incident with Shiki before she, like, really got it and started to, like, figure out how to be a person again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it means a lot to her now, in retrospect. Yeah. All that stuff's good. Yeah. 
Yeah, I like the I like the bit of two girls who are yeah, two girls trying to find meaning in a world devoid of it. Yeah. Uh one of the like uh with me Miyazuki feels like she kills her killed her friend. Uh um Fujino did in fact kill six people. None of them are friends, but No. Um but and and yeah, united by a girl who killed herself, but left them both with like, hey, even as much as the world sucks, there is still beauty in it. Mm-hmm. And or I like to think that there's beauty. And I like the way that Fujino says like, oh, that I realized it was a prayer for us mm-hmm. that like we would find beauty in the world. Yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, Fujino. I liked Fujino uh in her in her story so it's nice it's nice to get a little coda for her as long as we're wrapping up all of this stuff anyway Mm -hmm. you know what i mean that's it do you have anything like you specifically don't like about this livy or are you just still mad that it's not a toko baby toko story i just i if you're gonna use it the ending is a little bit pat yeah you said it's like uh, it's the visuals are cliche yeah, if you're and if you're for me personally, if you're gonna if you're gonna bring in suicide, like you gotta you've gotta bring that thematically. And I thought this was just mm. not this was just not bringing it. Like the twist is really obvious. There's the whole thing where it's like the girl didn't actually kill herself; it was a fucking psychic ghost. <laughs> so like, it's just this is like a structural problem I think that I have with uh with the original uh story. I mostly like the Fujino stuff here. Yeah, like the Fujino stuff is like fine. It's just mm. it's not for me. It's taking a real huge loan out and paying like half of it back. And I'm like, I think the what you I think that part of the thing. Oh no, sorry, you finish what you're saying. I'm, I'm interrupting. I was just saying like it's an in. I think it's an inferior version thematically of other stories. That we've like we literally just did in the last movie, and it comes to like pretty much the same conclusion, just with a different set of characters, and I think done less artfully. So I don't care for it. Interesting. I think that part of this is that my the amount of like uh, my metric for a story involving suicide uh, is not as like uh, uh, high, right? Mm-hmm. I don't really like suicide doesn't bother me as a uh, topic that comes up in stories. Right. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't like uh, set off my sensors in the same way. Mm-hmm. I don't uh, expect uh, uh, mm-hmm. or I expect less from it uh, mm-hmm. or I don't need as much from it to justify its existence. Yeah. I think. Yeah. There's part of it where I have a thematic criticism and then part of it yeah. where it's just like, I don't want to see this. Like, and if I and if I'm going to see this the movie better be a banger and the movie's not a banger. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't dispute you. I think it's just vibes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get, you yeah. get the shot of Fujino doing the like yandere hand on her face with the magic eyes. Yeah. That's cool. I guess. Yeah. She's cool. She's uh, like, again, the first movie is so much better than the second movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that uh it's kind of hard to compare them i kind of wish that uh the second one had come last but you know it's the second one what happens in that what oh i meant uh the first of these uh, i meant future gospel oh oh yes yes sorry the the yeah my memory is bad enough that the events of uh-huh K&K is kind of run together number three say grace 
this is this is functionally the like uh festivals from the end of Tsukihime's uh, uh the end of Kagetsuya. Yeah. Uh-huh. This is this is not much. This is just like a, a little like victory lap with the characters. Uh yeah. This is just uh did you want to see Azaka get owned? <laughs> Congrats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like we see all the sets of characters except Toko. Toko, everyone's watching the snow or in the snow or hanging out in snow except for Toko who is nowhere to be seen. Too busy. Bummer. I do like to see blushing Shiki. It's a oh, good. Yeah. She's cute. Yeah. Mm, yeah, and no post credits on that. It's just uh, Shiki and Mikia go to a shrine visit together and pray yes. for each other's happiness or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Prayers are things we fill with hope for the future's blessing, which sure. really feels like a. Uh, we wanted to end these two things on a like title drop almost. Yes. Um. Yeah, the 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 um extra extra chorus, is mm-hmm. that what this is? Not nearly as good. No. But I think yeah, again, I both Ben and I really like Daylight. I can see why you don't, Olivia. Mm-hmm. Um but the first and third ones are like fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's the, uh, the only this is hmm. the only thing that's really of interest to me in the third one is the shot of like Asuka going back to uh going back to school with Fujino mm-hmm. and Seo both there in their like grandma ass like big yes, coats yes. and Seo's, <laughs> Seo's like, like jumping yeah yeah jumps and runs towards her with the airplane arms and it's like okay I'm glad these three have their like funny little school life together yeah yes. that stuff's cute I would read like a, a set of vignettes set in their school yes 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 uh the st- what what is that Kigetsu Toya story story for the evening? Yes, I was gonna say that this Seo needs a a, a Kiha like drooling over her, <laughs> but I guess she has Seo and Fujino, and that's sort of the one character she split has into Az- two. Az- 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 or, uh, she has Azaka and Fujino. Uh, Fujino. Yes. Yeah. Um. <laughs> the thing is, like Fujino, I don't think would pursue her. I think she would just no. walk into the tea, into like whatever fucking tea room, and Fujino would be like, "Oh, here, sit on my lap," and she'd be like, oh, "Okay, yeah. <laughs> all right, I guess this is happening." I don't know why I'm doing this. Uh huh. But yeah, this is just all put me in the mind of uh plus disc and the good parts of uh uh Kagetsu Toya. So I'm just thinking about all the se- the scenes of like Akiha like. Fucking snapping her jaws at Seo in the oh, <laughs> girls are so cool. Um, great stuff. Uh, but yeah, even this is like uh, there's some like low points for K and K for me, and so uh, earlier on, and this is all was like pretty. I had a pretty good time. None of it was like none none of it was like 15 minutes of watching a guy drool on Shiki. Yes. <laughs> The the worst I would say about extra chorus is that it's mid, yeah, which is like way better than I can say of some of the KK movies. Oh, uh, it does all of the like uh, school be- stuff uh, better than um, the the actual Azuka yeah. <laughs> movies. And re- recall that summer, I think uh, on the whole, I don't know that. Hmm, I'd have to think. I'd have to sit with it. Probably watch it again. Again, we we this is. Well, hmm, that discussion might be post pod, so mm-hmm. you have to find out why I couldn't 
rewatch it right before doing this podcast mm-hmm. uh after this but um there yeah i think it it doesn't necessarily hit harder than the highest highs of any of the rest of the kankes but it's like on that level of just like a really a really good movie yeah and so after after watching that i was like i was ironically the opposite of you olivia i was like yeah, you know, I'm high on K&K right now. Sure, I'll just watch, like, Shiki and Mikia go to a shrine visit. Yeah. yeah, this is pleasant. Yeah. Like I said, it's like, uh, it's the, it's like the victory lap, right? Yeah. It's the, it's the, oh, pick your favorite girl and go to the, uh, the summer festival with her. Or, in Hisui's case, don't make it to the summer festival because she gets nervous and you have to yeah. go home. Um, yeah. K&K was good. I'm excited to eventually read those novels, but uh, absolutely, it is Kanke's pretty high up there for stuff that we've covered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe that final record. I don't know what Wait, that is. There is there more? That has not been animated. Oh, so we'll have to cover it on the second pass. Yeah, yeah. The cleanup pass. Okay, future gospel film bonus <laughs> is included in the yeah. This is so, like, DLC kank. <laughs> There's only so many, like, little little subtitles you could put on a thing before I start checking out. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> this is the girl who played Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have any last KNK thoughts? KNK is good. I again, yes. I they should have made a like a special edition Toko Game Boy. I think if if there's something that I can say that uh extra or recalled out summer Mirai Fuken does that none of the or yeah that none of the rest of the KNK movies did. It's I didn't watch it and go, damn! I really wish I could read the novels mm. uh, instead of watching this. Mm-hmm. I think it is just like a, it's a really well put together thing. Yeah, I think they should stop animating Grand Order story arcs immediately, and I want a fifty episode anime about just like Mana blundering into a scene, a new scene every week, and like making Mitsuru ruin everything and then he has to go go uh-huh. home to her mother and be like please Miss Shiki don't cut my other eye out <laughs> uh-huh well, well she's like playing with her knife <laughs> she's got a new katana and like he just doesn't he just doesn't grok that like his actual job is just keep keep mana from burning down the house so like as uh-huh. long as long as she's out there burning down other people's houses it's fine yes Here's my question. Do you think Toko's at all involved in this kid's childhood? No, I think she left. Yeah, I think, I think she, she moved on. It. That's both a shame, because I like to imagine Toko around, and also like, oh, thank God. Because if, <laughs> yeah. because if Toko had any influence on this kid, it would it would go so bad. Toko, Toko might roll into town for, like, the most dangerous Christmas ever. <laughs> Where she like try- tries to give this kid life lessons that makes her like a hundred percent more dangerous. Yes. Hey. Here's the thing: is Toko Toko's relationship with Mana is Alko's with Shiki with, with uh, <laughs> Tono Shiki mm-hmm. of like has met like 
two or three times and had a profound impact uh-huh. on Lana's life, but isn't like around. Yes. It's always funny to think of the Aoko versus Toko thing because like um, to- Aoko comes into Tsukihime Shiki's life and like gives him a bunch of like uh, like advi- vague advice on being nice to people and using his powers for good. And Toko kind of like sits on Shiki and is like, hey, be worse. <laughs> Kill people. <laughs> this is funny. <laughs> Uh, Toko, Simply built different. Toko honestly cashing some checks she could not, <laughs> she could not pay. Like I remember movie four when she was talking a big game about how Shiki yeah. belonged to her now, and that clearly didn't happen. No, <laughs> she's very funny. This is uh, this is what is good about Toko. Yes, she just runs her fucking mouth, and then as soon as like it gets too hot, she leaves town. <laughs> And yeah, yeah, leaves town uh, on the way going, I'm just a little guy. <laughs> I feel like it was probably like Shiki took over the syndicate and then like the day after Toko was gone. Uh-huh. Just as, as soon as the funny girl she like, uh, she like plays around with has like Yakuza backing, she's out of there. Uh-huh. Um, Toko, what a funny girl. I had another thought, but I've lost it. It was a Toko thought. Maybe I'll find it again someday. I love looking at Toko. She, her a lot Game of, like, Boy. I'm obsessed with sh- her Game Boy. A lot of pandering shots of her smoking sexily in this in the in uh-huh. the, uh, <laughs> future gospel. That's great. Thank thank you for the meal. This is me every time she puts on her glasses. I'm like, yeah, uh huh. Let's yeah. go. Oh, right. Yes. I think we completely skipped over the bit where Shiki's complaining about the her new prosthetic hurting. Oh, right. And Toko's like, oh, yeah, I have something for that. And then puts on her glasses and is like, suck it up. <laughs> she does say to Shiki, okay, I need to get this line because I sent it to my girlfriend. Hold on. Um, She says to Shiki, the purity of your body is off the charts in my subtitles. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's also real banger. Uh, it is good that when she's in her like formal wear black dress, she is still wearing her glasses. She didn't like put contacts in for that. She can't go to that party as mean top Toko. Are you kidding me? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <sighs> Toko. Okay. Toko's great. That's yeah. it. That's it. We're done with K&K for now. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. I would, I would read more K&K. What or, we... Here's the thing. Is, hey... I'm glad that K&K is something that Nasu can, like, finish. Mm-hmm. That the, like, mm-hmm. demands of what Type Moon as a company is doesn't uh, mean that he has to keep making stuff forever. Uh-huh. Like, yes, uh, we, yeah, at some point we'll cover uh, final record. Mm-hmm. Um, but this feels like a, yeah, this feels like a plus disc, not a, yeah. oh, we live in the era of Grand Order and everything has to keep going forever. It feels mm-hmm. like a oh yeah here's a like little extra thing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um which is nice it's nice I miss that I miss an era where things ended. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that uh uh the mo- mother of Mifune is going to keep working out of that alley or is she going to move into Mitsuru's office or just the alley next to his office? She's not fucking moving. She's been there for <laughs> twenty years. <laughs> That's her uh-huh, alley. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, she no went one, somewhere for a no while. one would be able to find her if she moved. Is the thing <laughs> like the everyone's directions are different, mm-hmm. but they all lead there. <laughs> just the image of her, just like him coming into his office, and she's like at a desk right across from his <laughs> desk. It's very funny. Set up exactly the same way. She says that same thing about like, oh, would you stop by for a second, young man? And he's like, please, <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's Tuesday. Counter pitch is you just open the door that Shiki's always hanging out by. It's <laughs> just waiting there. Um, yeah, I've been uh, watching someone play a little bit of uh, the of Baldur's Gate three, and at the beginning of that game, you like uh, can encounter this like ancient lich zombie skeleton man who's like. We're our, we're our destiny is faded. We're going to meet again someday. And then he just kind of like walks away. And if you try and talk to him, he's like, no, we'll meet again a different time. <laughs> and then like when you go to your camp, he's just like there. And he's like, I can bend fate to your will and allow you to hire hirelings or uh, change your job spe- specs. I told you we would meet again. And she kind of has that vibe. Like you open the door and she like do- lets you like switch classes or respec. That's really funny. <laughs> All right. I think that's enough K&K. Yeah. How long have we been going? Uh, a short episode. 2.30. Yeah, I kind of figured it would be that way. That's that's my eventually I'm going to need to eat dinner battle pressure coming through Discord. Yeah. <laughs> we are part of the Abnormal Mapping Network. That's right, we are. Thank you, Emma Jackson, for hosting us for coming up on three years. Oh, Jesus Christ. Have we really been doing this that long? Yeah, fan. Yeah, we have. Wow. wow. We're still doing it. Wow. People um, said it couldn't be done. People said that our our podcast episode lengths were stupid and we need to do something about that. <laughs> and they were right, but we didn't stop. No. Uh famously unstoppable force, Fen and Ben. Yes. Uh thank you so much for guesting, Olivia. I had a joy talking with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I kind of thought this episode would happen like a year ago. <laughs> so <laughs> I I miss I completely misread the release dates of this stuff. Uh but uh-huh. I'm happy to be on that here. That may have also been me. No, it was uh, definitely me being like, oh yeah, these all came out one after another, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh but not that yeah, we would have this episode would have happened even months later if we had not cancelled uh D D. D D. D D D. D and D canceled at last. Um, That's right, folks. They're not making any more of that. Oh, man, don't make don't make me world. think about Naso and Urubuchi's tabletop games. <laughs> hey, Olivia, how would you feel about guesting on that? <laughs> guesting on what? Uh, they made an anime of of those uh of that campaign. Oh, that's so scary. I don't know if I have the strength. I've heard it's awful. I've heard it's like awful. Uh, let's see. Chaos Dragon something something. Yo, come on. Uh, oh, that's like shockingly soon. Oh, it's, no. It's Urobochi, Nasu, and Narita. That's... <sighs> come on. Man. It, it's not gonna be good. I That was a joke. I don't want to subject... I don't... 
we've had you on for things that are enjoyable. Yes. I don't want to like drag your name through the mud by going like, hey, why don't you come on one of the worst things that we're going to have to cover, Olivia? Uh, I think I, fe- I feel like I know a lot of people who for various reasons are like a little bit completionist about their media. And they'll be yeah. like, oh, yeah, like if I'm if I'm in for a penny, I'm in for a pound. I'll watch, you know, I'll 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 see all of it. And I think by contrast, I'm very like, yeah, I played 30 minutes of this. I don't give a fuck. Or even like, I don't even get there, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm the person who looked at. Yeah, I looked at like one screenshot of Final Fantasy 16 and I was like, nah, not fucking ever. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's like, um. We do we do this because we still have this podcast. I yes. uh, I'm determined not to drop any of the actual stuff we actually have to cover. Uh, you know what I mean? That we can cover. Mm-hmm. D- DDD is just delayed. But you know, if I was playing on my own, I would not never have finished original Melty Blood story campaign. <laughs> um, hey, but ben, also that's a perfect segue. I also may never have finished Hollow Ataraxia though. Uh, that would have been a bomber. I, man, I gotta go We're back playing. and finish Hollow Ataraxia. You gotta play. You gotta finish Hollow Ataraxia. The ending of that bangs. I've heard it. It just sometimes things hit me at a bad time, you know, and then I have yeah, to go and recover. Looks... Like mm-hmm. this year. Uh, this year. I got a few of those that I'm like going back and and finishing and Hollow Ataraxia is one of them and like Disco Elysium is another. Mm. Like if Disco also, Elysium another banger. If something hits me at a bad time, I may simply never complete it. Is the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a problem. I've gotten a little better at dropping stuff. Yeah. Sometimes I look at something and I'm like I don't need to spend time on We've you. watched too much mid-seasonal anime, and I'm starting to, like, cut things. This is... I'm so glad that I have this little... I also... For playing VNs on now, because I can finally... I can, like, take a break from reading the, like, most nothing manga that I've ever seen in my life, just because it's very easy for me to read it in bed. Uh-huh. I also had this with uh, Tears of the Kingdom, where I played way too much of that game, and then, like, got away from it for a couple of weeks, and didn't think about it, and then at the end of the year, I was like... Am I? Why? Am I planning on going back to this? I probably will at some point when they you put will. out hard mode. But um, where can people find you, Ben? Me, Ben, or Olivia? Find... If, Wait, you wanna, okay. if you want to, if you want to, you have to pick, Ben. Okay, you're gonna, yeah, ben. you have to pick. I'm ben. right here, so you better pick wisely. <laughs> Do you want to go first or second? I'm I don't know what's right wise. now. My name is Ben Ends. I'm on the internet. I'm on Twitter at Ben Ends. And uh, you can hear me talking about the visual novel that I released part one of Reckless Sympathy uh, on Doom Gender at Doom Gender. Reckless Sympathy is out now. Part one. Just part one. All my complaining of uh, unfinished e- uh, English language VNs uh, aside, I am also doing a long VN that requires many, many releases. Uh I think I cut mention of this out of last episode because I was kind of bummed about something and so I didn't have the energy to sell it. But you should play my game. It's about uh, three girls in a very bad uh, relationship in a spooky house uh, doing monster shit and uh, bad things happening. I'm saying it here so that I'm forced to. Fen still hasn't read it. This is a public (laughs) shaming of Fen. Fen told me that Faye would beta read it. (laughs) And now it's been out for weeks. (laughs) 
and a bunch of people have gotten feedback to me. And Fence still hasn't even... I don't even know if Fence downloaded it. Oh. I have it downloaded! That's worse! <laughs> oh. uh, the thing I was going to say is, I'm saying it here publicly so that I will, in fact, do it, is that I will come with perfectly... Uh, unbiased opinions next podcast episode and talk about how much i love it you say that as if you're going to like do a puff piece on it but knowing you you might come in here and like tear me apart (laughs) i remember because you were reading subahibi at the time when i was like oh it would be great if you actually read that and you're like well it's not gonna be as good as what i'm reading right now because subahibi is so good and i was like i know that that's like technically true of course but also fan that hurts to hear I'm You're so sorry. Honest. Be nice to me. It just came out. <laughs> Go play Reckless Sympathy. Go play Reckless it's Sympathy. Good. Olivia, where can people find you? Uh, hi. I guess you can find me on Twitter, which I'm still using and I will use until it dies at Great Grebe. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also on co-host, I believe also. Yes, cohost.org slash Great Grebe. Uh, same, same username, both places. I don't like directly make anything, but you should go to unjustdeps.com and read the web serial that I beta read, which is about a post-apocalyptic world where everyone lives underwater and a bunch of communists on a ship are driving around an empire that's going through a civil war. Uh, they cooked a guy on the latest chapter. Uh, hell yeah like they i've heard great things about this i haven't had time to get to it but i've heard that it's really great they cooked him served him and fed him to a cannibal fish girl hell yeah hell yeah and everybody hated it (laughs) like (laughs) not even the cannibal fish girl was that into it but they did it for science (laughs) they need to see if her they needed to see if her body fluids were different before and after she ate someone (laughs) sometimes science requires sacrifices yeah um, you could find me. Just type fennec.moe into an address bar. Have you changed what that goes to? Not since last week. Okay, I'm just checking. I'm just checking if you were going to change it uh, every time you do this bit. No, it'll probably be like, you know, quarterly. It's really whenever I remember. Uh-huh. So not very often, but um, you could find us, the show, moonarchive.art. That'll take you to our show page. Uh, you can email us crying rules actually at gmail.com uh our twitter is crying rules mm-hmm. co-host fate dash moon dash archive i'm so sorry this is your fault i'm blaming you again uh i, for- I think i forgot to have you been updating the co-host oh i've been making you po- do the posts lately oh, and you haven't been doing the co-hosts guy. the co-posts the chosts I'm calling co-hosts now just to bother people on co-host. I have a co-host too. Hold on, but choast is a funny word. I like to call them choasts. <laughs> the co co-choasts. The co-choasts. My choasts. My like choasts. My social media vocabulary that pisses people off is that I always say that posts have notes. <laughs> Like if I got like if I get a lot of likes on a tweet, I'll be like, oh yeah, that tweet got notes. And people will be like, no, it didn't. It didn't get notes. <laughs> but to That's me, it got funny. notes. That is pretty funny. Next time, do you want to know what we'll be doing, Ben? Uh, I'm I'm a little apprehensive when you say it like that. Uh well, you don't have to be. 
know? Uh, I would hope that you do want to know because you're going to have to do it I, for us to talk about it. Yeah. At this point, I want to know. Uh, we're doing collage. Collage? For the the altogether oh. game. I was like, what the fuck is collage? Um, oh, it's going to be hard to beat this one for like rock bottom. So. There's, hmm. I hope that I hope that this one is good. How many more games do we have? Uh, I think I think this this or the next one is halfway through. Oh my god, we're not even halfway through still. Okay. <laughs> okay, Ben. Come back to me. I think most of I think most of 2008 we're going to like um things got that much better in like one or two years <laughs> i think there, there there was a uh more intentionality to the choices of what mm -hmm. got translated than uh oh this looks like i'm a i'm a up-and-coming translator this is short enough for me to mm -hmm. translate there are also some uh interesting f um interesting formal experiences okay coming up i promise i promise there is worth in continuing to do this you say Eventually. a lot of things, but uh, yeah, people can say anything, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I'm ben so say anything. I'm so sorry. It's okay. We could stop anytime, no. Ben. No, we can't because we are uh, mad in the classical sense. I mean, I could I could play these games and say, okay, Ben, you don't need to play this one. No, it's okay. I'm gonna keep doing it. We are playing for the main part of the podcast. Melzy Blood, actress again. Oh, which I have heard has actual story, unlike Melzy Blood Academia. Thank God, uh, that was a kind of awkward experience uh, playing the game that had zero plot. Uh, I don't know that my wrists are ready for this, but uh, by God, we're gonna give it a shot. And then we're doing our first uh, major departure from Type Moon with four twenty eight. <laughs> A block oh, of Shibuya. that's when we're doing 428? It came out in December of 2008. All right. Well, that's going to be interesting. But what's, a, what's after that? Uh, Heart of Freaks, back to oh my Fate God. Zero! Hey, Ben. Hey, Ben. Hey, Ben. Do you want to know what's after Heart of Freaks? I already know. I don't want to say it out loud. You I can go to moonarchive.art slash schedule. For a jump scare? Why? <laughs> If you're curious when you're when we're covering something, um, and for a jump scare, I guess oh, that's going to be so much manga to read for an episode that is going to be pretty short. Um, okay, that's enough of that. Yep. Oh, are we doing a Yuri Tea Time? Oh, it would be so funny, Ben, if we combined that with the Kanon anime. <laughs> Although I'm not sure how much that expands on the scenario versus is just an adaptation of the scenario. I guess we'll see. Are we doing a Yuri Tea Time? Do you have something in mind? Hmm. <sighs> Ow. Ow. Do you have it? That's what you get for not unwrapping CL. Ben just uh, hit so her elbow really hard on the box for the CL Nando that's still in prison. Um... Do you have anything that you would like to talk about? What's, uh, what are we covering in? Melty Blood? Hmm. I don't know. Do you want to watch, like, an art house movie or something? Yeah. You, well, you want to watch John Dielman? <laughs>
I've been trying to trick Fan into watching Jean Dealman with me for a while. I don't know why you... I don't know that trick is the right word. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would gladly watch Jean Dealman. It doesn't really have any uh, uh, thematic connection to Melty Blood that I could think of. Uh, okay, what does have a thematic connection to Melty Blood? That... Okay, okay. Which of our Yuri Tea Times have thematic connections? So, sometimes the... it, okay, happens. Some... it happens. It happens. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Can, let me tell you in this. Melty Blood. Olivia, feel free to leave <laughs> if you're hungry. <laughs> I have been sitting here for like a like... minute. I'm so sorry. Uh, I... I don't want to like trap you here. Is the podcast over? <laughs> More or less. We're, we're wrapping up now. All right. We're just discussing our Yuri Tea time. Thank mm-hmm. you again for, for joining us. Yeah, no, I was happy you're, to. You're a hero, Olivia. Yeah, I'm glad it I'm glad it all worked out. I thought I would be sick for this recording, but I'm not even that sick. Oh Hell yeah. yeah. It's all right. All right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. You go. We're gonna wrap this up. Yes. Melty Blood. Do you know what Melty Blood has a lot of? It has a lot of the back alley alliance. Girls who are just hanging out in alleyways. Yes? So Okay, Ben. On that You're to- selling me on sisterly bliss. <laughs> no. Do they hang out in alleyways a lot in that? No, we're not no, doing but that. They're That's girls. too long. It's, eerie. it's wi- Okay. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about alleyways. I'm talking about women on the go. Okay. I'm talking about Agnes Varda's Vagabond, which is about a, a homeless girl who is dead at the beginning of the movie and then goes back to tell the story of how she got dead in a field. Okay, so you know she's dead. At, yes, at that's the how field. the movie opens. Okay. With her for them finding her body. Oh, sick. Yeah. Yeah. I love Great. a good Varda. Perfect. Yeah. Um, awesome. Cool. We're going to do that then. Cool. <laughs> I have to see if, uh, did I buy Melty Blood? So, next week, Melty Blood Act Cadenza? Was that the name? Melty Blood, wait. Actress Again? Actress Again, Current Code? Actress Again, Current Code. Yeah. And, uh, Agnes Varda's Vagabond. (laughs) Sick. Great. What else do we say? Uh, you already said Fennec.moi, right? Yeah. I already said my thing. Go play Reckless Sympathy. Um, we need to get you like Ben Ben dot art or something. <laughs> I don't have Ben dot art slash violence for Reckless Sympathy. <laughs> oh, you go to um, what the fuck is the URL? It's on itch. It's on itch.io. One sec. Let me. Um... Oh, that's way too much. What? Um. Oh, hey, Benends.art is uh, only twenty-five bucks a year. I don't really know what I would use it for because I just got Benends.itch.io slash reckless dash sympathy. Go there. Yeah. Check it out. Go there. That's all. Um. Women. Women. What if women killed? It's sometimes it's cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did. Oh, that's a great Ako. Ako. Not Ako. Where? What? Uh, I'm watching the trailer on Steam for Multi Blood Actress again. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Um, I was going to say, uh, 
Reckless Sympathy may have some thematic overlap with some of the type moon works that we've covered in the past. However, Alko Aozaki does not show up in game even once. <laughs> um, oh, there's Saber Shiki, there's Arcoid. Oh. Len is fun looking, even if she's not used well often. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw that cat in uh, uh, Recalled Out Summer and was like, oh, they have a Len now. That's funny. Yeah, except it is just a normal she's cat. just a normal cat, but like, she's definitely like a little black cat that looks like Len just without the bow. Yes, yes. Um, What else do we say? Did you just say the end bit? Oh, right. One day, let's meet in the digital sea.
It's so funny how much you trip over digital every time. One day, let's meet in the digital sea. In the digital sea. Wait, before you turn it off, did you want to tell the story about um, why uh, this podcast recording was so tight? I did at the beginning, didn't I? Oh, okay. I but, wasn't sure. But it's going to end up as post-pod yes, was the reason. Okay. Goodbye. Good night. Hmm. I have started recording. Uh, Time.is slash right. just or not. Okay. Okay, hold on. I gotta get time.is. Time.is. Oh, my clock is 1.7 seconds ahead. Mine is 1.8 seconds. Damn. Mm. Mine Damn. is only 0. 0.020 seconds. Wow. Ben over here with an accurate clock. That's fucking right. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I sometimes think about Jack be on from Friends at the Table saying, like, I thought time.is was a bit we were all doing. <laughs> 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 I thought we made up a website. <laughs> That's so funny. It's really incredible. Okay. Um, Seven seconds. Okay. Did I'm glad that we're that all up? on the same page. Well, Ben and I at least are, that uh, prime numbers are superior to every other number. Well, I'm not on not... this page, but... We're not on the same page because I fucked it up. When am I clapping? Oh, I heard you clap. It was at the round the right time. Okay, oh, I didn't we'll hear. I didn't hear. An, I didn't oh, hear anybody else randomly. Clap. Okay. No, 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 no. I clapped, but I didn't hear anyone else clap. Oh. So Discord, I thought I fucked it up. Discord noise cancels, uh, and it's it usually catches the clap. I was kind of surprised I heard your clap actually. Okay, so never so mind. I think it's fine. Yes. Yes. You I clapped at seven seconds. Yes. On the seven, then you're perfect. Okay. Worst case, yeah, we'll figure it out, or I will. Ben doesn't doesn't touch the file before I'm done with it. I don't care. I don't care if it lines up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. I think we should just stack everyone's audio in a row. So, like, I go first, and then you, and then the guest. And so the the listener has to kind of put it together like a like yeah. a Sam Barlow game. Yes, it's like... a conceptual podcast. <laughs> that sounds like the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> not, not gonna lie. I'm so happy that we have, like, a sensical person who, uh... Like, here... with the, like with the silences? Like, it's not even just everything yeah. one person yeah. says all at once? Oh, yeah, God. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Olivia, I could, yeah. I could come up with something worse than that. <laughs> We're gonna yeah. do, we'll do that, and then I will be like, okay, and here's what we do next to make yes. sure that no one listens to our podcast ever again. A 24-hour podcast where we do that. <laughs> so it's so it's a like two to three day long podcast. Yes. Uh huh. <laughs> All right. I'm getting a stomach ache. <laughs> I'm, so I'm so sorry, sorry Olivia. We are nothing if not cruel hosts. I should start an OBS just in case. Oh, yeah. Fen's been gone all weekend. So Fen just got back like literally half an hour ago. So both of us are really punchy. Yeah, originally uh, when we were talking about recording times, uh, Faye was like, oh, let's do three o'clock. And then later it was like, actually, I get back from my flight at three o'clock.
Well, okay. I said three, and then I was like, I would like to rewatch these. Yeah, we wanted before... to watch them together right before Pod, which is usually mm-hmm. what we did for K and K. Yes. <laughs> um, except that the problem with that, or yes, which would have been worked fine. Yes. My original flight was supposed to land at like twelve fifteen, which means <laughs> I would have gotten home at like one thirty, and so. <laughs> If we if we started at four, we would have had like just enough time, but we would have had enough time to get through these two movies. Mm-hmm. And instead, the plane was delayed by like two hours and something minutes, ah, uh, which means that I got home at like three o five. Yeah, and it was like, okay, I guess we're not doing this. Or I took a lift instead of public transit and got home at like three o five. Okay, I am starting recording. Yes. Da, 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 da. Some of my favorite episodes are the stunt episodes where we watch a bunch of stuff right before going on, like the Tsukihime anime episode. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it helps that the Tsukihime anime is like shockingly good. Better than it has any right to be. Yes. That is the word that I was searching mm-hmm. for. Maybe I do want. Okay, Olivia, can you talk? I just want to make sure that you're like uh, hearable in the background audio, backup audio. Oh. Okay, I'm here. I'm talking um, about what I'm unclear at this moment. Uh, audio <laughs> output capture? Oh dear, hold on. I have to okay. adjust this. My Nendoroid, so I can't see up her skirt. <laughs> <laughs> One I'm sec, so- which, which Nendo? It's uh, Surter from Arknights. Mm. A game I have not played in three years, but the woman... But look at her. Yeah, she got the ice cream right now. She actually has lost her ice cream. I need to find oh, it. Oh, no. Okay, <laughs> the backup is not going to work. Backup does not work. Not going to work without pausing our main recording. Let's just go. Let's just go. It's fine. Right. You're definitely I, recording. Yes. Olivia's Olivia. done podcasts before, so I trust Olivia. Yes, yes, yes. That's right. I'm watching the I, Audacity record right now. Cool. I trust myself to be recording a lot less than uh, I trust Olivia. That's why you do all the recording. <laughs> oh. I mean, you, you, other... weren't there. you weren't there when it was just me and Marin recording, and I was, like, tripping over my own fucking feet trying to, like, figure out the volume slider. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the, yes, the other reason that I do all of the recording is because the, like, one time that we did different mics in the same room uh and our audio was like slightly different speeds i was like i am going to like murder someone and or myself if we do this again so we're getting an audio box that we both plug into Mm -hmm. 